that with Recording us. Recording in progress. Oh, and it looks like Xavier is in the attendee section. If we can bump him over. Oh, okay. Done. Thank you very much. Um, so welcome everyone to this meeting of the rent board. We will be uh, commissioner or chair Simon Weisberg is have a BART delay. Um, she'll be joining us shortly. Um, we will be we'll read the land acknowledgement statement and then go into closed session. Uh, and then I believe at that time Leah should join us and she'll take over the rest of the meeting. So uh, why don't we go ahead with the land acknowledgement? The Berkeley Rent Stabilization Board recognizes that the rental housing units we regulate are built on the territory of the Huchun, the ancestral and unceded land of the Chochenyo-speaking Ohlone people, the ancestors and descendants of the sovereign Verona Band of Alameda County. This land was and continues to be of great importance to all of the Ohlone tribes and descendants of the Verona Band. As we begin our meeting tonight, we acknowledge and honor the original inhabitants of Berkeley, the documented 5,000-year history of a vibrant community at the West Berkeley Shell Mound, and the Ohlone people who continue to reside in the East Bay. We recognize that Berkeley's landlords and tenants have and continue to benefit from the use and occupation of this unceded stolen land since the city of Berkeley's incorporation in 1878 and since the Rent Stabilization Board's creation in 1980. As stewards of the laws regulating rental housing, it is not only vital that we recognize the history of this land, but also recognize that the Ohlone people are present members of Berkeley and other East Bay communities today. Right, thank you very much. Um, and so uh, now we will be going into closed session um, for, uh, and I will, or the, I or the chair will read a report out uh, from the results of the closed session at the conclusion of the closed session meeting. And so to the commissioners, you have a separate link that should have been emailed to you with that. So make sure to log out of Zoom and then log into that um, that separate link. All right, see you on the other side. Are we already in closed session? Yes, they, they just went in. Okay, I was in the wrong one. I'll go back. No problem. I'm here. Okay, thank you. Yes, he was, but... Um...
I'm just going to give folks a few more minutes to, to get back and to readjust. Um, Chair, there was no announcement before we went into closed session about what we were going into closed session about, so I don't know if someone wants to state that for the record when you announce any action taken or not taken. Yep. Amy or whomever, um, Commissioner Johnson is one of the attendees and not in the panel, among the panelists. Yeah, we can't. Can you say that again, Amy? It was hard to... Uh, hold on, I'm just promoting Commissioner Johnson to panelists. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, John. There we go. Sorry, Chair, did you want me to repeat that? Is my audio coming through? We can hear you. Okay. Yes, please, I couldn't quite catch you. Sure. Um, I was just saying that um, before the board adjourned to reconvene in closed session, there was no announcement about what's written on the agenda as to what you were meeting in closed session about. So I just thought before you announce any action taken, um, our practice is normally to read that aloud. Is anyone else having trouble hearing Amy or is it just me? I think we can all hear her fine. Yeah, we can hear. If you don't mind, if you don't, um, Chair, I'm happy to read what um, the, the, the board when to close session for okay. can you hear me um i'm going to go into a different room with my computer because i everyone's breaking up i mean the answer is yes that someone should do that whether it's matt or sally or we wait till leah gets back vice chair would you like to do that I, matt if you want to do that go ahead so the board convened a closed session for purposes of an employee evaluation of me of the general counsel um, and uh, uh, delivered the evaluation, but took no further action. Thank you very much. And then is Leah back yet? Not yet. Um, why don't we? Okay, uh, that it, yeah, that right, worked right, for right. me. So I'm able to come back. Sorry awesome. about that. Matt, if you couldn't hear Matt read the Matt said the stuff we needed to say. Great. And have we done, um, I know we call, did the attendance and then did we um, read, where are we in the- We're in our agenda? item three approval agenda is where we are now. Okay. All right. Um, so approve, we we already did, did we approve the agenda or not? No, we're, we're now on item three. Okay. Um, so we're going to now, if, Folks, did anyone want to make any changes to the agenda? Seeing none, uh, can we take a roll call vote, please? Oh, I'll move the agenda as, as presented. I'll Thank you. Second. Thank you. Okay, moved by Alpert, seconded by Solosky. Uh, Alpert. Aye. Chang? Commissioner Chang? Uh, it's not with us. Johnson? Aye. Kelly? Aye. Laverde? Yes. Mendoza? Yes. Solosky? Aye. Walker? Yes. Simon Weisberg? Yes. Motion carries 8001. Great. 
Um, we will now move to um, public comment. This is for non-agendized items. So something that we are not going to be otherwise discussing on the agenda. And um, are you ready? Let's see if we have any hands raised. <clears throat> I'm ready when you are. Great. Okay, we have one. Um, oops, nope, that person just uh, put their hand down. Oh, wait, no, they're back. <laughs> um, it looks like Michael Broadham, did you want to speak on something um, not on the agenda? Uh, Michael, go ahead when you're ready. Yes. Can you hear me? Yes. I just, I know this is the um, last rent board session for a couple of rent board members um, whom I know um, more, more or less. Paula and uh, Mari, and I just want to thank them both for their service to the community. Thank you. Thank you. And um, sorry, Chair, you cut out there for a minute, but I'm assuming you want me to allow Matthew Lewis to speak. <laughs> Oh, I, I can't, I can't hear you. Um, so I'm just going to go ahead and give me one second. Uh, Matthew, go ahead. I'm glad that I'm not going with the better net connection because I have bad bandwidth. Um, is now the preferred time for us to be commenting on the outgoing board members or because it is kind of on the agenda, so I'm not clear. Yeah. Um, I, I, Chair Simon Weisberg, are you connected? Okay. Um, if if she's not present, yeah. I, so if folks want to give comments on the outgoing commissioners, those are uh, item seven, special order of business. So we can we'll be taking comment on that at that time as well. So um, if folks want to hold until then, that's fine. Cool. Thanks. I was very unclear because those were symbolic items, and I don't know if those have yep. public comments. So I'll wait till then. Thank you, Matthew. Leah, I think you're I think you're good again in terms of your connection. Yeah. Maybe not. Uh, Leah, you just turned on your camera and now I think I've cut out again. Okay. Um, why don't we go to uh, Ms. Omawali Fowles? And just yeah, and to clarify, if folks do want to give comment on the outgoing commissioners, we'll do that on item seven. So there will be an opportunity for this is not comment on non-agenda items. Actually, Vice Chair, this is a comment now on. Oh, I apologize. Never mind. Just a second. Uh, Ms. Fowles, go ahead. Yeah, I'm. I'm. Is uh, agenda item seven the one on uh, our two unexpired, our two leaving directors? Yeah, four, yes. Okay, so I should comment at later at that time. Yeah, we'll, we'll yeah, take. Okay, we'll I'll, wait. I'll wait. Thank you. Thank you. No worries. All right. If there are no comments on non-agenda items, I see one more hand, and I'll just ask one more time on non-agenda items. Go ahead. Uh, Mooney. 
Um, yes, good evening, commissioners. Just a brief comment of concern um, as a community member in my private capacity of a number of elders, seniors who are very low income and have concerns. I want to encourage anyone listening to make sure they apply also for affordable housing that's permanently affordable and the rent board does have a copy of the senior housing guide for all of the units in the Alameda County area, including Berkeley. Um, and the 4.4% AGA may not be a lot to some people, but it's a significant amount to very low income seniors and families. So I'm a little concerned about that as well as our um, rapidly gentrified city of Berkeley and our need to retain diversity as the um, Berkeley Municipal Code states in 13.76.030. It's part of our mission and purpose clause of our rent board. So thank you for your work and just wanted to raise that concern as it's um, getting worse, uh, particularly with inflation as well. So thank you, that's it. Thank you, Moni. And We'll go to Matthew and again, go ahead. Uh, Matthew, go ahead. Okay, great. Yeah, so um, as I'm sure everyone knows, there's uh, about 50,000 UC workers on strike right now, um, um, including a lot who live in, Ber who live in Berkeley. Um, so, well, this isn't the, uh, the intention of the eviction moratorium per se. Um, I think it's very important that we make sure that all the striking workers are aware of what uh, that the eviction moratorium exists right now, and so that they are protected by it because we don't want them thrown out on the street and catching and spreading COVID. Um, and so it's I think it's important that we make sure that they know that, um, for instance, if they um, you know if they're not able to pay rent because you know they're on strike right now that they won't be thrown out on the street but also you know for instance that presumably because it's not covid related if they have to delay paying rent they will owe back you know back rent and interest and all that um i know that in my capacity in the berkeley tenants union i'm planning to try and do some uh work to try and help get the word out to tenants or to to striking workers to make sure they have know they have those tenants rights under the vixen moratorium i'm hoping the rent board could maybe also do some stuff as well um, you know, you all have like a bigger budget than the Berkeley Tenants Union, maybe could like the rent board could run some Facebook ads like targeting UC workers, like help get the word out to let them know. Um, I think that this is just really important. Those workers are striking um, and they need to know that like they are not that if they can't pay the rent, like at the end of this month, they're not going to be thrown out on the street in the middle of a pandemic. Um, and so that they can like prioritize, for instance, buying food or medicine for their child over paying the rent. So I'm hoping the rent board can work on that over the next few days. Because the strike could conclude earlier if they mistake, if workers don't realize that. Um, thank you. Thank you, Matthew. Um, okay, there are no other hands for public comments on non-agendized items. So we will now go to public comment on items on our agenda. Um, you will also have the opportunity to give public comment um, on items individually. So it, you can speak now and or you can speak when we take those items up um, as they come. So are, do we have any public comment now for, for agendized items? Okay, Ms. omoli Fouts and then Moni. Uh, you are muted. Ms. Fells, oh. go ahead. Yeah. 
Can you hear me now? Yes. Good. This is for the item uh, regarding the ending of uh, Ms. Paola Laverde and uh, Ms. Mari Mendoza uh, as commissioners on the Stabilization Rent Board. We just wanted to commend both of them for their outstanding work, for their civic duties that they have carried out selflessly and continually. And uh, we wish them well in the future. Thank you. Thank you, uh, Ms. Moni Long. Yes, I also want to thank our outgoing um, and all four of those that are outgoing at this time. Uh, Commissioner James Chang, I want to thank you and I appreciate you for all of your outreach on the Cal campus. Started, um, you're very supportive of that program and the um, Public Service Center and Cal and local government. I want to thank you also, Commissioner Chang, for your work on the Fair Chance Ordinance, bringing that forward along with um, an uh, identity um, and making sure that we would identify issues in the uh, tenant survey, which will be discussed in a moment. So thank you for all that you've done and good luck on all that you're doing in the future, including grad school, et cetera. Also for Commissioner Mendoza, um, you're a champion for justice and I appreciate you as a parent and a longtime resident of Berkeley, born and raised, et cetera, and that you have supported long-term tenants, um, small property owners, families, and low-income individuals, which is part of our purpose statement, which is actually read to say that we are to preserve public peace and address policies with regard to seniors and low and, and, and individuals. I also wanna thank uh, Commissioner, um, um, Ah, John, I'm not going to say your name right, I know it, Sawalski, and that your family has always been committed to justice from your son as an attorney and um, your spouse, Pam Webster, who's also served in the rent board in the past. And finally, with the chair of the outreach committee, I'd really like to thank Paola Laverde for her service that was uh, persistent and thorough and complete and professional, compassionate leaders you all are. I want to thank you all for your service in terms of ensuring that we advance policies with respect to low-income persons, people with disabilities, uh, people of color, students are specifically identified in our purpose statement for the rent board as well as seniors. So thank you all for all that you've done and good luck in your futures. Thanks. Great, go ahead, Chair. Thank you. Um, I, I have Isina Gein next. Or did uh, actually, I have Matthew Lewis next. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes. Uh, Matthew, go ahead. Uh, sorry, could you come back to me? I'm double checking one thing. I... Sure. Uh, Nikki? So I, I want to thank all four of the outgoing commissioners for all of the service that they've through the years. Um, given and dedicated their time, energy, selflessly to this board and to helping preserve our community, being there for all of us to see the possibilities that keeping as many people in Berkeley as we can. And that's what um, our community is all about. Especially, I wanna thank Mari and Paula for all of the support that they gave me for my campaign and also James and just being there holding my hand and showing me the way all along the way 
and I just hope we can continue our um, collaborative effort to maintain this community and preserve uh, the identity of Berkeley through our collaborative work. Thank you guys, pat on the back and have a wonderful rest of the year through Christmas, knowing that you've completed a job well done. Great, thank you. Um, Matthew Lewis, was kind of your last chance. Uh, Matthew, go ahead. Yeah, thank you. Um, uh, I just wanted to start by, uh, uh, yeah, I want to thank the three outgoing Grenfell commissioners who are here tonight. Um, so first, I just want to start with John. Um, you know, I've had a lot of with you in the Berkeley tenancy, like our counseling clinics. Um, you also, um, I was not as more paying attention as much to the Red Berkeley Muir chair. Um, so uh, forgive me that I can't say as many things, but one of the things I remember that we got done when you were chair of the rent board was um, measure AA, uh, which was to increase the uh, payout to tenants for the owner movement evicts. I think that was a really great change. Uh, I was happy to be one of the signatories for that ballot measure argument, and I think you were as I think you were as well. Though city website sucks, so I can't double check. Um, that was I think a really big accomplishment that the board won under your tenure. So you should be really proud of that. Um, Paula, um, you've gotten so many great things done. It's been an honor to work with you in the Berkeley Tenants Union. Um, you know, as rent board chair, you got measure M passed. You know, we finally got the rent registry. Um, that's a that's a really big thing. I think that we still need to improve it, but like that is it's still such a big thing. And um, rent registry is inherently important and, uh, and also important for just like it meant we were. I'm also allowed us to expand certain uh, services. That's really great. Uh, Mari, you've only had two years on the board, but I am thinking and hoping that you're going to be coming back um, and that you're going to have the opportunity to to get um, a significant list of accomplishments, just like folks who are able to be uh, been able to be there longer already. Because you know the first the first beginning when you're in a new role, um, first few years are learning how it works, and from there you can then make great changes. So you're outgoing tonight. You're outgoing, but hopefully not for long. And um, so that uh, yeah, but it's also been a pleasure to work with you in Friends of Adeline, where you like, and other spaces, including the rent board, where you fought every day tooth and nail for um, the most marginalized in the community. Great, thank you so much. All right, um, so obviously I uh, fell off because of uh, internet issues. Um, I just wanted to uh, just make sure I'm in the right spot. Um, you know, I think folks were speaking to the the um, the fact that some of our colleagues are transitioning, this is going to be their their last meeting. Um, I'd like to go ahead and um, part of the the tradition here is that um, well, there's a gift for you that I believe is in the office. I don't know if the staff have anything they can show. <laughs> Did you want me to do that now? Yeah. Uh, sure. Uh, I unboxed one of them. So. For commissioners who have been a chair of the board during their tenure, that would be Commissioner Laverde, who has a big smile on her face, and uh, Commissioner Soloski, who served as board chairs for two years. We have an engraved gavel. Um, we also have a clock, which is, sorry, it's very, very, very well packaged. Um, so it'll take me a minute to <laughs> unwrap 
but it's it's engraved with each outgoing commissioner's name and their years of service in the city of Berkeley logo. So um, it's also my not so sneaky way of making sure that they come to the office um, to get the gift so that I can give them a hug in person um, and wrap up a few outgoing things. So I hope to see you um, before um, or, or even after, after your official tenure on the board is over. Great. Why don't we go ahead and um, we have resolutions for, for each of you. Um, we will um, go ahead and read those. And then, you know, I invite um, the rest of the board members and staff if they want to make any other additional comments. Um, um, Chair, sorry to interrupt. Um, yes, before, before we get to that, and I'm, I'm eager to do that, um, we need to do the consent items first. Ah, I see. Great. Um, so on consent, we have only one item. Um, can I get a motion? Uh, I'll move that we approve the consent items. Thank you. Can I get a second, please? I'll, I can second that. Thank you. Excellent. Moved and seconded. Uh, Alpert. Aye. Chang. Oh, I'm sorry. He's not with us. Uh, Johnson. Aye. Kelly. Aye. Laverde. Yes. Mendoza. Yes. Solaski. Aye. Walker. Yes. So, uh, excuse me, Simon Weisberg. Yes. Excellent. Now we can get to the fun stuff. Great. Um, so I'm going to um, just have us follow the, so um, Commissioner Chang thought that he was going to be on a little bit later, so I'm going to put his last. Um, I believe that Commissioner Kelly, you were going to read uh, Commissioner Palo Verdes or? Yes. Great. And do you have? I do. I have it up. I'm Great. prepared. I might get emotional, so I'm going to try to not. Um, I'm really glad to be getting to give this one out because I've really enjoyed serving on the outreach committee with Chair Lorene. Um, we have a lot of fun trying to imagine like all the ways in which we can just talk to everyone and reach everyone, and her passion for that really shows through. And so I'm just glad to be able to give this one out. This is official rent board resolution 2229 in appreciation of Paula Laverde for eight years of outstanding service as a rent board commissioner, be it resolved that the rent stabilization board of the city of Berkeley as follows, whereas Paola Verde was first elected to the Berkeley rent stabilization board in November of 2014 and has served with distinction as commissioner for eight years. And whereas Paola has demonstrated steadfast commitment as a member of the Budget and Bail Committee, the Eviction and Section 8 Foreclosure Committee, the Habitable and Sustainable Housing Committee, the IRA AGA Registration Committee, the Outreach Committee, the 4x4 Task Force on Joint Housing, okay, every committee we've ever had, um, and started a few too, um, the Ad Hoc Committee to fill the board vacancy, the Ad Hoc Committee to address the effects of Costa Hawkins, and as a member of the ad hoc committee on real property negotiations. Um, and whereas Paola not only has served as chair of the outreach committee and co-chair for the four by four joint task force on housing, she was elected by her peers to serve as chair of the board in both 2019 and 2020. And whereas Paola served as chair during a period of great transition for the board, 
and provided exceptional leadership and courage during a very difficult time for the agency. And whereas Paula also initiated the board's search for our current executive director, and whereas Paula has been instrumental in the successful implementation of the 2022 tenant survey, which I promise to see through to the end, um, and the establishment of the board's land acknowledgement statement honoring the ancestral and unceded land of the Chichenya speaking Ohlone people, on whose land the rental housing units sit regulated by the Rent Stabilization Board are built. And whereas in addition to using her voice as a fierce advocate for calm reason and fair and compassionate administration of the law, Bella is a strong voice in the preservation and recognition of Berkeley's diverse history and community. Now, therefore be it resolved that the Brent Stabilization Board hereby wishes to express its gratitude to Paula Laverde for eight years of service and dedication to the city of Berkeley's Rent Stabilization Board. Now, therefore, be it resolved that the Rent Stabilization Board wishes Paula Laverde the very best in her future endeavors, November 17th, 2022. Thank you very much. Oh my gosh. Should I say something now or should I say something later? You can go ahead and do it now. Well, I have not much to say. You guys ran to the, thank you. Thank you very much for such a thorough resolution. I am so touched. You know, you know, my goal is if you get involved in something, you might as well see it through. And so I'm always trying. And I want to thank everybody. I, I want to thank, um, you know, the commissioners for, for all the, the memorable experience we've shared together. We did, we did see some things that, you know, have not been seen before the, the, the pandemic, the change of the staffing said so much. We were the first board actually to um, hire a, a new executive director. And I don't think that happened since 2003. Um, so, you know, and, and, and all these new implementations to improve the way we review our personnel, we are seeing some great things that are going to move forward. I'm thrilled and thrilled to have had the opportunity to kick off the, the, um, the tenant um, uh, survey, because although <clears throat> it's not going to bear fruit and all the important information until next year, but I'm very proud to have been able to kick that off and so, so thrilled and so appreciative of all the staff members you know, Moni, Moni, you've been so instrumental. Thank you so much for really guiding and 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 leading us with the uh, with the with the survey, and with all you do on the outreach committee. And uh, you know, Matt Brown, I you know really do appreciate your your patience and with me because I, as you guys know, I ask a lot of questions, and I'm you know always felt that I you're always there to answer my questions. Um, you know, and Amy, Amy, thank you so much. You've made me feel so welcomed when I first was elected and you have been such a steadfast guidance and, and, and such a, a great, great help, um, um, to me as a, as a commissioner, you know, with all the, the, the computers with the, you know, with our little, our, our tablets and stuff always so there always somebody that we know that I knew that I could lean on so I so appreciate it appreciate all the hard work you do it's been fabulous to me this experience has taken me to make taken me to places that I never dreamed I, I would have been had I've been at and in 
you know, if someone would have told me, you know, nine years ago that I would be running for office and I would win, I would have laughed in their face. But here I am after eight years and I'm thrilled. I'm thrilled to have had the opportunity and the honor and the privilege to be elected by the community to serve on this board. I, you know, it is one of the top things that I've done in, in, my, in my career. And I've done a lot of things in my careers, but you know, I've won an Emmy, you know, I've got viral videos, but this to me, Top. So thank you very much. And I wish the best to all the commissioners who are who are staying on board in the next two years. So much to do. We are elected and we get thousands of votes, tens of thousands of votes. You know, Commissioner Chang got 32,000 votes. Commissioner uh, Simon Weisberg got over 30,000 votes. You know, we get tens of thousands. We have voice. City Council doesn't think we have voice sometimes, but we do have voice. And so I want to remind you guys that you have voice and 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 that we should exercise that voice because, you know, rent control is a valuable tool. It's a gem. What we have in the city is a gem. And God knows we need to expand it. So thank you very much. And I'm so appreciative. And Amy, I'll be seeing you in a, in a week. I get a gavel. I'm <laughs> looking so forward cool. to it. <laughs> a oh, gavel. Oh, and, and, and a clock. I and a clock. Sorry, this, Not, this is a glass panel. It, it's clear, so you can put a photo in it or whatever, but they're each each one of you are receiving one of these as well. Well, that's great. That's great. I never, actually, I'm so surprised. I never thought, I never even crossed my mind there might be a gavel in there. So thrilled. Thank Bonus. You. <laughs> thank you. And oh, and I also want to thank Shauna. Um, unfortunately, this, this pandemic, man, has gotten in the way for us to be able to develop more uh, personal relationships, but it's it's been fabulous. Fabulous working with everybody and so I appreciate it. Thank you. Great. Thank you so much. All right. Um, we're going to, I'm going to move on to uh, Commissioner Mendoza. Uh, and I have the, the great honor of, of reading hers. Um, in appreciation of Mary Men Mari Mendoza for her three years of outstanding service to the Berkeley Rent Stabilization Board and the City of Berkeley. Be it resolved by the Rent Stabilization Board of the City of Berkeley that whereas Mary Mendoza, Mari Mendoza was appointed to the Berkeley Rent Board in October of 2019 to fulfill the remainder of Commissioner Christina Murphy's term and was then elected by the voters to serve on the board in November of 2020. And whereas Mari has served for three years as a rent board commissioner with dedication and empathy, deeply informed and inspired by her lived experience. <laughs> whereas Mari has consistently demonstrated her commitment to the tenants of Berkeley by advocating on their behalf during tumultuous and unprecedented times. And whereas in furtherance of her unwavering commitment to raising the voices of marginalized communities and acknowledging the challenges that they have endured, Mari's advocacy led to the passing of the REM Board Resolution 2012, um, affirming that Black Lives Matter, which the board passed by unanimous vote in June of 2020 that named the history, struggle, and rights of those who is, whose identities and freedoms have been denied and the work we must do to restore and honor them. And whereas in an effort to foster greater communication between renters and landlords across Berkeley communities, Mari collectively worked with tenant unions and tenant organizations to implement policies that benefit renters across Berkeley. And whereas Mari served as chair of the eviction section eight foreclosure committee and as a member of the outreach committee and the four by four joint task force committee on housing. 
And whereas Mari has been a respected colleague and partner in working towards more just and equitable housing policy for all Berkeley residents. Now, therefore, be it resolved that the Berkeley Rent Stabilization Board hereby thanks Mari Mendoza for her years of, of service and her commitment to the city of Berkeley. And now, therefore, be it further resolved that the Berkeley Rent Stabilization Board wishes Mari Mendoza the very best in her future endeavors. I um, I sort of wrote a little something because I my brain just kind of sometimes get lost, but um, I wanted to just share that my journey with the board began as a unanimous appointment, as you stated, and thank you for the beautiful resolution um, to finish the term of Christina Murphy, who is a sister to me and member of Friends of Adeline, community organizer and activist who like me and others represent an important voice in our community with a perspective and lived experience that is not typically welcomed or supported to be at the table. I also wanna acknowledge the community organizing of Friends of Adeline who actively work to support the leadership in our community who are not typically represented in our politics. They are continually working to break through the traditionally exclusive elitist structures and boundaries, supporting leaders who represent a people's voice and not a politically negotiated voice shepherded in by the status quo. I humbly honor and acknowledge those in our community past and present who in the face of the existence of this reality show up, fight for, participate in, as well as strive to provide leadership and whose presence and actions continue to inspire us and others to rise up and continue to speak truth to power. I imagine that the start of my initial term of service began typically as any other commissioners before me or as many other commissioners before me. Coming into the office for training, being introduced to the space and the resources provided therein to, in order to do our work and service as a commissioner. However, this onboarding was short-lived. Not long after my first few meetings, the board experienced back-to-back -back and compounded challenges from a major internal staffing shift to a global pandemic and an election year where an open four seats on the board became five as we lost another strong commissioner, Maria Poblet who I'd been looking forward to learning from and working alongside of. We were blessed by the generosity of General Counsel Matt Brown, who stepped up to accept the position as interim uh, executive director, taking on the challenges of navigating this unknown territory of providing services through a pandemic and working with the board to advocate, create and support policy that would protect renters and landlords alike through this uncharted territory. I also in particular want to acknowledge General Counsel Brown for upholding the staff ask to request of the board to utilize this unforeseen change in leadership as an opportunity to do a deep dive into assessing the values, perspective, skill set, quality, and vision and a new leader to carry this agency into a powerful, thoughtful, and equitable future moving forward. Thank you for bearing that burden thoughtfully and thoroughly. I have to further acknowledge Commissioner Laverde, who is acting chair at the time, upheld the board's unanimous decision to fulfill upon its important request when others got a little fearful that the rent at uh, that that realtor slate might slide in. But she upheld our decision to um, go ahead with this search. This search became an important symbol of equity and a commitment to honor a values-based process that led us to our new executive director, Shauna Williams, who has celebrated her first year as executive director. 
I want to congratulate Executive Director Williams and thank you for the tremendous amount of time and committed effort you've put in. Thank you for accepting the challenge to bring vision, your own unique expertise, as well as relevant experience and an intentionality to accomplish goals of equity and accountability that will allow the agency to continue to thrive and fulfill its goals powerfully into the future. I want to acknowledge all of our staff and attorneys and counselors um, uh, and staff who I worked with on subcommittees, Moni for, from the outreach committee, who brings her undying passion for humanity every day to the clients with whom she serves, as well as being a champion for equity and justice throughout our community and city at large. Matthew Siegel from the eviction section eight committee, who we congratulated into retirement this year after many years of contributing his invaluable service, expertise, and knowledge in all aspects of his work and creation of important policy. Also welcoming and thanking Ollie, who is standing on the shoulders of Matthew, filling his post, staffing the eviction section eight committee. And from the few interactions I've had exudes a genuine kindness in his approach, which will go a long way in building solidarity and a strong partnership among colleagues and committee members. And Amy, I have to take a huge moment to acknowledge you. You are the backbone to the board and its operations, always there when we need you, managing and facilitating meetings and minutes, emails and communications, handle, handling our every need, troubleshooting, keeping us on task, extending yourself above and beyond to make sure that we all get what we need and find what we're looking for, all with a generosity of spirit that is essential to keep everything in harmony and flow. Thank you. And although I did not have the opportunity to work directly with all of our vital and important staff members, I give deep gratitude, thanks, and praise to the staff of the entire city of Berkeley Rempford, who gave generously and sacrificed throughout all of the challenges. Sorry, I get emotional because it's very meaningful what people do. throughout all of the challenges of the past few years and who continue to do the frontline work, which is ultimately why we are all here, to uphold the ordinance and provide service and aid to the people of our community. The, the contribution of everybody is so profound to me because when we give, we're giving like of our life force energy and contribution to a whole. So I just share and uplift and acknowledge the gratitude of all the work that all of us do here and at large in the community. Um, it has been a blessing to work with the commissioners and um, I just am so excited um, about the, the new commissioners that will be coming on board, about a lot of the shifts like Commissioner Laverde shared, you know, we're shifting and standing for change. And so I just want to encourage that we continue to challenge ourselves. And I'm going to highlight again, Commissioner uh, Kelly in our subcommittee meeting the other day, apologize for feeling like he was being critical or critiquing things that we were talking about, but, you know, we're in a unique moment um, in our world and we do have to be critical and we do have to be compassionate and we have to be generous and we have to think outside the box and we have to understand different perspectives and we have to uh, uphold the spirit 
and the value of every being um, in each other. So thank you so much for your acknowledgement this evening. And thank you for everyone for all of your hard work and onward into the madness. <laughs> Great, thank you. Um, and now uh, Vice Chair um, Alpert is going to read um, Commissioner um, Solowski's. Or no, Commissioner oh. Chang's, I'm sorry. Is Are we going to do John's first, or do we? Um, if you want to read John's, that would be great. Oh, oh I, I, I thought was someone else going to read John's. I'm happy to do both, or one, or in either order. Um, I think you were going to do Commissioner Chang's, and then oh. Commissioner Johnson. Can you do? Um, we weren't able to connect. Yeah. Okay. Cool. All right. <clears throat> and apologies for my voice. I am recovering from a cold. I think it's come back a little bit from this morning, but still a little bit gone. Resolution 2228 in appreciation of James Chang for eight years of outstanding service as a rent board commissioner. Be it resolved by the rent stabilization board of the city of Berkeley as follows. Whereas James Chang was elected to the Berkeley rent stabilization board by the voters in November of 2014. And whereas from the beginning of his tenure on the board, James has demonstrated great leadership, enthusiasm and passion on a broad spectrum of interconnected issues related to affordable housing and maintaining a livable community. And whereas, because of this passion, combined with indefatigable energy, I can never pronounce that, he was chosen by his peers to serve as the chair of the Budget and Personnel Committee, the Habitable and Sustainable Housing Committee, the Outreach Committee, and the Ad Hoc Committee on Rent Stabilization Board Technology Issues. And whereas, James has also served as a member on the Resiliency, Resilience and Sustainable Committee, Sustainability Committee, and the Eviction Section 8 Foreclosure Committee. And whereas, Throughout his work on the Outreach Committee, James created momentum and enthusiasm for the prioritization of the board's 2022 tenant survey in order to capture and better understand the unique features of the current housing climate. And whereas, James has continued to demonstrate his commitment and passion by leading the Budget and Personnel Committee as they considered vital modifications to staffing, changes to the commissioner's monthly stipends, and the board's rent tracking database. And now, therefore be it resolved, that the Rent Stabilization Board hereby wishes to express its gratitude to James Chang for his eight years of service and dedication to the City of Berkeley Rent Stabilization Board. Now, therefore be it resolved, that the Rent Stabilization Board wishes James the very best in his future endeavors. Thank you. Um, I was about to be very jealous of Commissioner Solosky if uh, Vice Chair Elper did not read my uh, proclamation. Um, <laughs> um, I did not prepare a speech tonight, but I, I, I'll keep it short. And if I go over three minutes, someone just flag me because I don't want to take up too much time and space. Um, I think the word outstanding commissioner is very generous. Uh, I I mean, you know, um, I, I want to be, you know, I, I always try to be authentic and be honest and 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 try to be um, frank in regards to how I lead. Um, and and um, I will say that I'm part of a very outstanding group of leaders, and I'm one of many outstanding uh, folks that are standing uh, as a collective outstanding group. There's just, I mean, I mean, for, first, I just really want to thank the voters of Berkeley. I think being a young person when I first started as a 24 year old, when, like I said many times, like when I thought I was the hottest thing, the coolest person um, who knows everything, um, you know, it's it, it's been a learning experience and, and, and I'm very, very grateful. Um, and 
Um, I really want to stress like how we on the rent stabilization board, I really do feel like we're a family. Um, and um, I'm sad that a lot of my colleagues uh, that are here, we only know each other virtually. Commissioner, uh, at least we serve virtually on the board together. Commissioner Johnson, Commissioner Kelly, Commissioner um, Walker. Um, so it's not that I don't have anything extra nice to say about y'all. It's just we haven't really had an opportunity to serve virtually. But uh, I just want to share a few things. Uh, and really, staff, I mean, y'all really, really helped me grow. I mean, I can't stress this enough. Uh, Matt and Amy, y'all definitely saw me through my, cra I shouldn't say crazies, but my growing pains. And um, with that, I just wanted to share a few things. Um, Commissioner Laverde, honestly, thank you. Uh, really, really thank you. Um, um, I, I want to say I probably have had drama with almost all of you at one point or another. But I'm, once again, I, I use the word family because we've really overcome those things. And going back to why I'm thanking Commissioner Laverde first is because you were the first person to pull me aside and say, James. People are watching. Like, you need to take this seriously. It's embarrassing. And I was like, okay, yes, yes. And really, thank you. I mean, I will I will never forget that. Like, it's not your job to, you know, do any of that for me. And thank you for doing that for me. I really, really appreciate that. Um, I want to thank my peer, uh, Commissioner Alpert, for um, teaching me that I need to be fearless. I need to stop being afraid of... Um, challenging the status quo, uh, not be, you know, be, be, be fearless in what I want. And I also want to thank Commissioner Mary Mendoza, who takes it to the next level, who always reminds me that I, it's important to step and live in the truth. And I, and I really want to honor you for that. Um, I, I really, really honor, want to honor you for that. And I really want to thank your bravery for always willing to take that step. Um, and then, of course, uh, Commissioner Solosky, the elder statesman who teaches us on how to, and, and actually, I think it's important. The, 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 this is important. Commissioner Zalowski, I've seen you step back so many times for other people to lead, including letting me step back to be chair of that budget personnel committee. And it's so important that I say this because we see so many men, local, uh, not locally, well, maybe locally, but more so on the statewide level and also definitely on a national and international level who just will not let go of power. And quite frankly, it's poisoning us. So thank you for being that kind of leader where you step up, but you also step back. And I really appreciate that. And of course, uh, Commissioner Simon Weisberg, always the professional, always the expert who shows that excellence does matter and professionalism does matter. And you and your perspective and your leadership is much needed. And, and honestly, it's been a pleasure to serve under you. Uh, and honestly, thank you for pushing me to to what I would say as like ending the term in a very, like I did it and I did it kind of well, so yay. Um, and um, I just wanna end by saying, you know, the, the board is gonna change. Um, um, you know, um, I don't know what the final election results will be, but just know that, you know, Commissioner Laverde, because you know, we serve on all these different committees, we fight to be on all these different committees. Uh, and Commissioner Laverde always reminds me, you know, when I was chair of the outreach, like, and I wasn't on like budget personnel or four by four, like outreach is the most, powerful committee because we're on the front lines and you know we put out the more resources but i also just want to echo what she said like all of us have a lot of power right like people wouldn't continue to challenge folks like us on the board to be in these seats if we didn't hold on to these powers so i know that the board is changing uh but i want y'all to re for those of you who are going to be here to know that like you have that power and it is and, and like i said people wouldn't be challenging like, you know, um, us, if we didn't have that kind of power. So I really 
wanna end by gifting that to y'all. And of course, finally, records are meant to be broken. I'm still holding hope that you, Commissioner Sully Alper, will be my record. And if not, I'm certain the four, hopefully maybe all of you will run for re-election, will break my record. Uh, so once again, thank you all so much and thank you for letting me take the space. Thank you. Great. We're now going to go to the um, the next one, and I know that uh, Commissioner Johnson is. We're we're trying to get the uh, the language to him. So. This is when I feel like I wish we could just uh, share a screen. Did you want me to do that? We can do that. Oh, right. that's good idea. Well, anyway, I just sent it to Commissioner Johnson. Hopefully that. Do you have access now? I'm still sorry. I didn't. I was bouncing back and forth between emails now. I'm still looking for it. Why don't we just uh, share a screen? I think that maybe is the okay. I'll I'll do it. I've got it up. Great, thank you. Uh, there we go. Can everyone see that? Can everyone see the resolution? Yes. 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 Okay. Thanks. Okay. Um, resolution twenty two thirty one. An appreciation of John Solowski for eight years of outstanding service to the Berkeley Rent Stabilization Board and the city of Berkeley. Be it resolved by the Rent Stabilization Board of, Sorry. of the city of Berkeley that, um, whereas John Solowski was elected to the rent, Berkeley Rent Board in November of 2014 and has served with honor as commissioner for eight years, and whereas John is a 35-year resident of Berkeley and served on the Berkeley School Board for 12 years prior to being elected to the Berkeley, as a, being elected as a rent board commissioner, and whereas John also currently serves as the Board of Library Trustees, and whereas John served with, with fairness, dedication, and balance as chair of the rent board in 2017 and 2018, chair of the budget and personnel committee, co-chair of the four by four joint task force committee on housing, and as a member of the eviction section eight foreclosure committee and the IRA AGA registration committee, the resilience and sustainability committee, the ad hoc committee on short-term rentals, the ad hoc committee on to fill a board vacancy, the ad hoc committee on real property negotiations, the ad hoc committee on paperless agendas and the ad hoc committee on rent board technology issues. And whereas John's lifelong commitment to the environment informed his role in the development of the board's paperless agenda policy, which instituted a more efficient and cost-effective process that reduced the board's carbon footprint. And whereas John has been a consistent and reasoned advocate for voice for Berkeley's landlords and tenants. Whereas John has dedicated his time and energy to improve the lives and safety of all tenants in Berkeley, and to help make Berkeley a leader in rent control and tenants' rights and protections. Now, therefore, be it resolved that the Berkeley Rent Stabilization Board hereby thanks John Solowski for his years of service, for his commitment to the city of Berkeley, and for his leadership on the Rent Stabilization Board. And now, therefore, be it further resolved that the Berkeley Rent Stabilization Board wishes John Solowski the very best in his future endeavors. And That's it. Okay. That's it. <laughs> The uh, sorry, the second page is just um, for the vote. <laughs> okay. <laughs>
Thank you. Commissioner Slowski, would you like to say a few words? Sure, thank you. Thank you, Commissioner Johnson, for reading the resolution. I appreciate it. <clears throat> I also appreciate, I want to thank all the commissioners, current and the and the past ones I've worked with as well. And I think Mari mentioned Christina Murphy. I do want to also mention, mention Christina. I learned a lot from Christina. I've learned a lot from all of you. And I mean that sincerely. Um, I may be an old man, but I'm still learning. And, you know, I hope for all of you that that never stops in all of your lives. You, There's a lot to learn out here. And one of the things I've learned is that all of you have a passion for this. And all of you are really deeply committed to the work that we do on the Rent Stabilization Board. And it's incredibly essential work for the tenants of this city. Really, I don't think there's anything more important that anybody does in this city and ever will do because the tenants in this city and all cities in this country are often shortchanged. And we all know that starting with the relationship with landlords and property owners all way through the courts. And we know that, and we all see that all the time. And the work we do is essential for making difficult lives a little less difficult. And that's really, really important. So I want to thank all my fellow commissioners, past and present. And I want to also acknowledge our new executive director, Shauna, thank you. I think you're going to really, really bring this board forward, the, the future boards forward in the work that you all do. And Matt and Amy, Amy, you are, you know, um, you're always there and you're non-judgmental and you're generous and you're, you're, you're always, you're always willing to lend a hand and help out. And I appreciate that. We all appreciate that. Um, Matt and I, and, and Moni, and I, again, somebody else mentioned Matthew Siegel, um, who just retired just a couple of months ago. Um, the work that all of you do, the staff does, is so, so important in this city. And I appreciate it, and I know other board members appreciate it. Um, you know, I could go on about individual folks here on the board. Leah, I want to thank you for your leadership the last, you know, couple, couple of years here. Paul, I want to thank you for your leadership as, as board chair um, for the couple of years that you did it. Um, I've worked with some really, really powerful people here, really good leaders, and thank you. Again, thank you all. It's been, you know, it's been a privilege to serve here. It really has. I think, James, you mentioned you thank the, the voters of Berkeley, and the, I, I want to thank the voters of Berkeley as well. They gave me this opportunity 
And I really do appreciate that. It's been a privilege. And thank you all. Chair, if you'll allow, just real briefly, um, I've worked with all of you for your entire terms, and um, uh, you know, I, I, the 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 four outgoing commissioners, you truly embody the community spirit um, of this particular uh, uh, board, and um, I've really appreciated working with all of you um, in a town of passionate people. Commissioner Mendoza, you rise above. Um, and it's really um, been beautiful to, to to see your years of service here. Um, Commissioner Chang, I've known you since you were a rent board groupie. Um, those are your words, not mine. Um, Mr. Chang is the only person who I've ever seen attend every single rent board meeting before he got elected um, and actually engage um, with the current commissioners and the staff. And your enthusiasm is infectious and I really appreciate it. Um, how willing uh, you have been um, to say, I don't know, and uh, I want to learn. And so I really appreciated that. Um, Commissioner Laverde, uh, you uh, were the chair during an incredibly tumultuous time, and you expressed a confidence in me that I'll never forget. And so I really appreciate that. Um, Commissioner Soloski, I had the pleasure of also uh, working uh, with your wife um, as a commissioner uh, for many years before you, and um, you have been uh, an incredible uh, member of this board, and um, for five plus years, um, I got to work um, with you um, on a lot of different projects, and for the last 32 months, I've had the distinct pleasure of staring directly up your nose, so I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'll miss you all. <coughs> um, Chair, if I may, I'll, I'll be very brief. Yes. Um, oh, I'm sorry, Shauna. Go ahead. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, I'm not going to attempt to top that because Matt is just funnier than I am. Um, but I wanted to, everything that he said, I, I was going to say, but he said it better. Um, I did want to especially thank um, uh, Paula you to echo what Matt said, you know, you um, you were chair during the most tumultuous time of this agency during the time that I've been here, but an incredibly critical time because as as it has been said, crisis also brings opportunity and we are better and stronger already because of what you guided us through. Um, you uh, you and everyone here, and I know this has already been said to you privately, but I'm going to say it publicly. Um, it is because of all of you that we have the executive director that we have now. Um, and I am incredibly grateful for her. Um, and I'm not just saying that because I'm looking right at her. I'd say that whether she was here or not, um, we are poised to be better than we've ever been because of her, but also because of Matt's leadership through that incredibly difficult time. And Paula, what I most appreciate about you was um, <laughs> that you didn't do what a typical politician would do, which is pretend that you had it all figured out. You were humble in the face of what you didn't know. You asked questions and you trusted us. And that makes you a more powerful politician than anyone in Washington, in my opinion. And I wish more people, especially men, would emulate that. <laughs> um, John, I, I, uh, 
I feel like we've we've taken we've benefited so much from the Webster Solovsky family. You have given us 16 years of dedicated service of the highest order and with your son who's also, you know, <laughs> making lives better for um for the people that most need it. I feel like you have um you have given Berkeley more than than any family I know. Um and I'm I'm grateful for your unfailing integrity and compassion and the fact that you live your values and don't just talk about them. Um, Mari, it's hard to talk about you without crying. I'm gonna try really hard. Um, you've only been on the board for three years and you've already made such an indelible impression. I, I have rarely met someone who, I mean, the word passionate is thrown out a lot and that you definitely are. Um, but your authenticity and your your just undying commitment to giving voice to the voiceless and to speak up for people that are not normally represented in status quo politics is what we need more of. It's what makes this world better. It's what makes the board better. Um, I will. I'm grateful that I met your mother years ago. I never knew I would meet you years later. Um, I'm grateful that we've had you for the short time that we have. Um, and I'm excited to see what what else you're going to do how you're going to shake up this community. And James, I, I remember all the meetings that you came to even before you were on the board and you were asking questions before you even knew that you'd have this position. I mean, genuine, you were, your curiosity and your humility about, you know, wondering how you could be a good commissioner before you were even a commissioner is something that I've rarely seen. Um, and I also appreciate your, being willing to acknowledge what you didn't know. I don't think that's a weakness. I, I'm gonna say it again, it's a strength. Um, and just finally, the thing that all four of you have in common, if it's not already abundantly obvious, is in the words of a woman I admire very much, um, Maya Angelou, you'll forget what people say, you'll forget what they do. I'm, I'm gonna butcher this, I apologize, Maya. Um, but you'll never forget how people make you feel because of who they truly are. And the four of you are, are people that I truly admire and I will miss you. I am going to keep mine very brief because I don't know how you follow that kind of emotional hilarity from Matt and all the sincerity from Amy, but our time has been brief, right? One year and a couple of days, but because of you, I am here. And I appreciate and honor the fact that you have that much confidence in me. Um, and so I thank you for that. What was very clear from day one was the passion and the commitment and don't come in here and play around here in Berkeley. And I appreciate that. I remember in my interview, James said, listen, you're not, what happens when we, you don't get what you want and we want what we want? I remember that. I remember that in the interview process. So it was an impact on me before I even stepped foot in California. Uh, so I appreciate you. I thank you. Paula was the first person I met in person. Uh, she was right at the door, peeking at the door, and it was so happy, and we had a big hug. And so, again, I thank you for all of the outreach, the kindness, the sincerity, and, and the passion that you show in what you have done, how you have served this community. So thank you very, very much. Um, did other commissioners want to speak because we, we need to get to a um, pause for the um, 
forgetting what it's called. <laughs> oh, Chair, just if I may interject, um, because we were in closed session for almost an hour, we don't have to break right at nine o'clock. So, okay, great. All right. So then, uh, Commissioner Johnson. I'm usually really terrible about these things because I, I, I don't know. I, I feel like I've got to know all of you as like close friends and it doesn't, I feel like it's almost silly to give all this recognition because I know we're going to be working in coalition tomorrow, the next day, the day after. So it's not like this isn't the end, but I do want to acknowledge and appreciate how much of a pleasure it's been to serve on this board with all of you. And um, I think it, it's going to be a, a real change when we have our new, our new energy coming in and um, it's going to be not, not to slight them. I think it'll be great working with them as well, but I just, I've come to really appreciate the energy that each in each of you individually brings. Um, Paola, you just have so much heart and so much like focus on what the community needs and, and you're not, and you don't just talk about it. You actually like are out there in the community day in and day out, like connecting and, and speaking and talking to folks. And I really appreciate that. Um, James, you also do the same thing in your own Jamesy, specific Jamesy way, where it's just, you're just so honest with who you are as a person that you either love it or hate it, but we all end up loving it no matter what anyway. And so I just appreciate you for that. I, and I, I'm amazed how you're able to do that and navigate that. Mari, you, I think you're just, like, you're out in community as well too, and you bring such a heart and such a passion to everything. And I, I just admire, I, I admire all of you so much. And I, I hope that I can aspire to, bring the type of leadership that you all bring. And John, you've just brought such like, just quiet, humble wisdom to so many of the conversations that we've had that like you, you'll make like such a small, like, like quiet point that's really powerful and impactful. And like really makes me rethink how I'm looking at the decisions that we're making. And so I just wanna, I I, I feel I feel like I, I don't wanna take, I don't wanna miss this moment to share, to share how much I do appreciate each of you in this time. So thank you all for your service. Right. Um, anyone else want to um, add to all this? Uh, Commissioner Kelly. I'm going to miss you all, but I'll see you all. So that's wonderful. Um, Mari, I'm going to miss you so much. Um, I hadn't expected us to not be like the cohort together for a long time, but I'm proud of you for stepping out in your truth and taking a risk. And um, more people need to be willing to do hard things, even when it's an uphill battle. And I'm proud of you and have really just loved getting to know you on this board and your encouragement. And um, and you're just your energy and your 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 truth has been really powerful. Um, John is just. I can't imagine having served as many years for as many times and as many ways as you have. And it's always been something that like, as I get older and I'm no longer the youngest person in the room, I start to think like, oh, okay, I've been doing this for a while. And then John's been doing this for like forever and keeps being joyful and not jaded and not angry and not, you're, it's, I love that. I love that you are one of the most uplifting people. And um, Xavier said, you know, when you zoom in there with like the key point and I'm like, oh yeah, that was where the discussion needed to go. And I was kind of zigging one way and zagging the other. You have a way of cutting through and reminding us what's really important. Um, 
So thank you for that and for being very encouraging through some of the difficult times leading up to getting here. Uh, James, I can't believe that you're termed out of anything. <laughs> like, that's, that's, that's real. Um, that is just so real for me because like, that's crazy. Um, and I'm glad that our offices are next door to each other in City Hall so that I will hopefully see you um, in person more. But um, your passion for this work and your, your enthusiasm and your just genuineness is so powerful. And um, I'm really glad that I very much know that I will see you very frequently and interact with you in our other roles. Um, I'm glad, but just thankful for who you are and how you have brought so much leadership and energy to this board. And um, Paola, I've, you said things yesterday and earlier today, so there's not a lot left to say except for, you know, keep us honest and this better not be the last member meeting I see you at, um, which I know it won't be. Um, and just thank you um, for being unrelenting and pursuing um, the best for everyone in our community. You're one of the few people who can change my mind on things. And um, the perspective that you bring is, is also like John, you, 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 you call out what it is and what's important to be different, but you do it in a way where you still believe we can change things that are really big and really hard to change. And sometimes it's so discouraging to fight the same fights over and over again. And like the best outcome isn't even always necessarily being able to win. And to just be reminded that like you have to keep fighting because if you don't, how do you fight the, the small battles when it's the big fights? But it all leads together and to do it in a way where you bring people along and educate people and your work at BTU in particular, and just trying to raise consciousness and awareness and it matters. And um, and I appreciate you. And um, as I was like reading your resolution, you've just done so many things for this agency. And I am really excited to get to continue working on outreach. Um, but I mean, that's the whole point, right? If people don't know about their rights, if people don't know, we can pass all of the, we have the perfect system, but so much of the reality is that as tenant is you need to know what your rights are to access them. And if we aren't meeting people where they're at, it's the same as if they're unprotected. And it's the other half the work and that's the, the half the work we really need to improve on. So I'm so thankful for your sharing that vision. And um, all of you have been amazing. And we'll have to do some like, I don't know. Oh, now that the four of you aren't on the board, we can get together and have a little potluck or something without it being a Brown Act violation. So <laughs> that's awesome. I will post something. I'll send you all an email on the same thread because it won't be, in, it's great. Even Matt can't disapprove of that now. <laughs> um, and on that note, I'm not as funny as anyone else, but that just made me really happy that <laughs> we can all have a drink together now. Um, thank you so much, everyone. Uh, Commissioner Walker. Um, I just wanted to echo what everyone else, all of the good things um, said about the commissioners who are, are leaving us. And um, I know it was very important for me, um, um, my first time on the board to come 
into a board where everyone was so passionate about rent control and keeping Berkeley affordable and um, even taking it a step further and adding extra protections. Um, it's really significant for me to come into a space that was welcoming um, to me. And uh, I'm not going to take up too much time, but I just want to echo everything that everyone else has said. And I know that it's not going to be the, the last time we all work together because we are committed um, to this work. So I know I will see you in other spaces. Um, just wanted to um, thank you for welcoming me and um, having the opportunity to learn from each one of you. And we are going to miss you on this board, but we will work together. <laughs> well, I guess now at least we can uh, finish. We, we haven't lost you all yet. Um, we're, we can move on to the agenda. Um, is that all right? Is everyone ready to to do that? Um, Commissioner Levetta, did you want to say something? No, I just wanted to say we can move on. Okay, great. All right, so we're going to move to the um, action items. Oh, um, sorry, point of order. Yes. Um, I did, when I was handling some public comment, I did tell people that they would be able to make comment at the end of that. So if they're public comment. Oh, that, sure. Yeah. Um, if anybody in the audience um, already spoke, would like to to say something in regards to our um, soon to be departed colleagues. Um, oh, Nathan, would you like to speak? Nathan, go ahead. Oh, thank you so much. Can you hear me? Yes. yes. My name is Nathan Mizell. I'm the vice chair, Police Accountability Board, um, and we'll see how the votes go, but. Hopefully, I will be joining the REM board um, with a lot of great colleagues. And you know, I'll be very brief. I, I just wanted to thank you know all of the outgoing commissioners for their dedicated service. Um, certainly, I know the experience of being on commission or a board where it's not quite front and central, but the work itself is so critical and important. And unquestionably, uh, the REM board is one of those institutions. So I want to thank you very much for all you've done. Um, I, I'm hoping to to really be able to speak with you and, and learn from your experience on the board. Uh, you know, I look forward to any type of advice, any type of knowledge you have. I know that would be critical. You know, if I am to join the board, um, for me to be able to step in quickly and and serve. You know, really at the capacity y'all have served that. So, um, you know, I'm looking forward to that, and I wish you all the best in in your future endeavors. Great, thank you. All right. Um, I'm not seeing any other hands raised. Um, oh, I've got um, Ida, if you'd like to speak. Uh, like Nathan, um, I don't know. Votes are still being counted, but um, it's possible. I may be um, trying to fill some of your shoes. And I just wanted to express uh, my gratitude for all your help and guidance in in the grueling campaigning process and for all the great work, selfless 
work and passion you've poured into it, the humanity um, that you haven't forgotten humanity in office. And that's <clears throat> extremely important to me. And I hope that I will be able to follow in your footsteps uh, should I get elected. Thank you. Thank you. All right, uh, looks like, uh, Krista, did you wanna go? Uh, Krista, go ahead. Thanks, Amy. Thanks, Chair. Krista Goldbranson, Executive Director of the Berkeley Property Owners Association. I just also wanna thank Commissioner Chang, Laverde, and Mendonca and Flosky for their service. Um, appreciate everything that you have done for the community. We may sit on opposite sides of the table when it comes to crafting policy, but at the end of the day, having been a commissioner in Oakland for eight years, I know how much dedication, service, time, and effort it takes to give to your community. And I'm always in awe of those that are willing to serve and do their civic duty um, in our city, in Berkeley and other cities beyond. So thank you for your service. I wish you all the best in your future endeavors. And I really wanna thank especially Commissioner Chang and Commissioner Slosky. You really helped to bring me into an introductory stage into the rent board when I first started this position seven years ago. And I do appreciate the time that you have given me. So wishing you all your best. Thank you. All right, thank you. All right, so at this point, um, we will uh, move on to action items. Um, we the, on the first thing with the um, the chair update. Um, I just wanted to let folks know one thing. I just wanted to share is that you know I think folks are aware of the um, the fact that we have lots of community members on strike right now, and the reason that they're striking is because they cannot afford housing based on the wages that the university is providing. Um, I think it's, you know, there are many of us uh, that went out this morning in solidarity. Um, and I encourage folks, um, you know, to go out there and provide that solidarity because they are fighting not only for themselves, but for all of us. Um, the university obviously is a core component of this city. And we know that this ordinance was passed because of lots of work, sweat, and um, struggle by students um, that that also, you know, had that problem. That's where the roots of this. It was a bunch of students, um, you know, who really came together, um, who you know were really struggling, and they had there was a huge, huge rent strike. So this is this is an extension of that legacy, and you know, it is shameful that the university is paying such low wages in light of the fact that they're not providing any, um, you know, they're not addressing that, the housing uh, crisis. They aren't providing free housing for their graduate students. And these are the folks who are basically teaching the majority of the, the classes. Um, so I really encourage folks to out there and, and really want to express my, my support and appreciation for them really standing up and, um, you know, and throughout the state. This really could make a huge difference if students weren't graduating with enormous debt because of housing. At this point in California, students who are going to UCs are graduating with more debt due to housing than they are to tuition. And that should it should never be that way. Um, 
The other thing I just wanted to alert folks to is that um, we have lots of legislation that's been moving to different committees at the council, and I will hope that our, our colleagues that are leaving us um, not to, to stop being engaged and hope you can um, participate in some of those committee meetings. One thing is the um, on December 1st, both the habitability plan um, as well as the um, demolition ordinance and the relocation ordinance are all set for December 1st in the land use committee. Um, also, there have been some tweaks of the um, moratorium are also at the um, land use. So lots of stuff happening that we all need to um, be paying uh, close attention to. Um, that's it for my chair update. Um, and I'm just going to ask if um, our executive director or general counsel, if there was anything else that I had said to you that I was going to to include in my update before I move on. Was there anything else that I'm missing? Yeah, okay, thanks. All right, the next item then is a discussion of possible action regarding outreach efforts. Um, Commissioner Kelly and Commissioner Laverde, did you um, wanna speak to this item? And if not, I can swing, swing, take it over. Just let me know, uh, Commissioner Laverde, if you want me to start the conversation. Go ahead, um, Sean, go ahead, please. Okay, so um, this is uh, to discuss where we are at, with the current status of the tenant survey. So I would like to bring on um, Laura, uh, I'm sorry, Laura, your name, uh, Laura Giltrejo, I believe that is her name from um, Fullerton. And she's going to give some update on where we are, kind of what we have received thus far so that we can begin to have some discussion on how we may need to proceed as it relates to the tenant survey. Hi, Laura. Hi, Sean. Thank you so much for the introduction. And I just want to say, after um, being on the on the um, meeting for a while, uh, what a pleasure it is to work for such a wonderful group. Um, okay, so we have been in the field for about four weeks. And um, as of four weeks ago, we have received 210 surveys so far. And of those, 151 um, have been received online, and 59 of those have been received by mail. Um, so I that has that's a little bit slower than what we would like to have seen by now. Um, we projected to have received these much quicker than what we are observing, and uh, for that reason, we um, have introduce the idea of maybe perhaps um, sending out um, surveys to a larger number of addresses. Um, so right now what we have is we have sent out surveys to 2,600 residences. Um, that is the same number that was sent out in 2009. A couple of things have happened. Um, we've seen response rates decrease since 2009, which just means that um, people are being inundated with um, mail and requests to um, respond to surveys. So they're just basically tuning these things out. Um, the second thing that's happened is that um, I believe in 2000 was done in the spring. 
um, this year um, because of um, different reasons the survey was done in the fall and it fell on an election year. So what's happened is I think a lot of our outreach material um, was um, caught up with a lot of election material. So I think um, it was either thrown away or it's either um, been conflated with that material and it's not being responded to. Um, so we still have one more round of booklets to send out and we have one round of phone calls to make to try to reach residents. So what we're projecting that we're going to get in total from these 2,600 residences is 357 surveys. That's what we're projecting. Um, so what that means is that we will, we, we're not estimating that we're going to reach the 766 that was the goal. Um, unless, you know, something unexpected happens, which it, it can and it has, we've definitely experienced um, in the past in other projects, this slow trickle and then all of a sudden out of nowhere on week three, this large volume of surveys come in. And I think in um, communities such as yours, um, things like this might not be unexpected, especially when I get emails from your uh, renters um, telling me, you know, please, you know, thank you for your patience. Um, I'm taking my time to respond to this survey because it's so important. Um, I want to thank the rent board for allowing me the opportunity to express my concerns. Um, so when I when I see residents uh, responding the way that they have to the survey, um, I hold out a little bit of hope that with a couple more weeks, I might see a bigger response that I'm just not seeing it yet. And it's a little bit of an election lag. Um, so I think what I'm saying is that it, it might not be a bad idea to start to think about the uh, possibility that we may have to um, reach out to a larger number of residences to reach the target sample size of 766, which was the same number that you attained in 2009, which would make the sample um, comparable across time. Or, um, but I also, um, where was I going with this? Um, but I also think it might be wise to wait a couple more weeks before making any decision because I think we might have this lag from the election where we might see after I send the second um, booklet a, a, a larger bump than what I'm seeing. And I think with the phone reminders and with the phone surveys, we might see um, a little bit more activity than what we've seen over the last four weeks. Um, I'm going to call on myself unless <laughs> um, I I wondered about whether we have done any door knocking. If there's ever been, you know, actual going to people's units to, you know, provide them with a copy and ask if they would fill it out. Um, I can answer that question. Uh, it, 
um, based on previous studies that I've looked at, previous reports, that's not been a methodology that's been employed. And that's because uh, what the uh, methodology that's been used has been called the Dillman Total Method. And it typically involves a pre-notification letter, the survey, another pre-notification letter, and another survey. And that's what's called the Dillman Total Method. What we did this, this year, this time around, is we took advantage of the fact that uh, we want to have a computer-assisted telephone interviewing lab and the ability to connect um, listed telephone numbers to certain addresses. And we have now online survey capability, which was still relatively newer in 2009. So when we sent out the pre-notification postcard, we have a QR code and a link to an online survey. And that's actually helped because 151 of the surveys we have so far have been online. Wow. And then we have of the 2,600 residences that we pulled randomly from the population that was provided to us, um, we have, we've, we've been able to um, generate, um, we have been able to pull uh, telephone numbers for 1,200 of those records. And so those phone numbers will be um, called after the holidays, after the Thanksgiving holidays, to try to attempt to collect phone surveys with them over the phone. And if they're not willing to do that, then we'll direct them to the booklet that we send them or to the link to the online survey. Great, thank you. Mm -hmm. Can I go? All right, I was realized I was not on mute. Yet. Yes, Commissioner Laverde. Sure, I just lost. Hold on. Um, so what I want to say, thank you, Laura, for your uh, update. Um, so um, yeah, I, I do think, and we did talk about in our committee yesterday that it's a little bit right now. Um, <clears throat> I think the tenants were overwhelmed with uh, with. Um, uh, you know, mail mailings coming in, especially with the election. So, what the goal of today's presentation is that, uh, you know, we're seeing we're seeing a trickle in. Uh, Laura's asking to to wait a bit to see if they get more, but the goal of today's resolution is to possibly allow the executive director to modify the contract with with the uh, CSU Fullerton's Auxiliary Services Corporation. Uh, with additional funding to issue additional surveys, just in case, so tenants to assist in achieving a sufficient number of responses, and that's what we need. What we did find out um, that, that it seems like people don't like filling out surveys anymore, and so it's, it's going to be an extra challenge to get people to fill out the survey, and so although <clears throat> there's not going to be another outreach committee meeting until possibly February, um, so, and with the new board, the new committee has to come up. So I'm hoping that, um, you know, uh, that this resolution will be passed and just in case the, 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 um, there is this need to, to reach out to more tenants that, that the, uh, that the board has the money that has authorized the money to update the, the contract. So I would like to move to approve resolution, um, uh, 22, authorizing the executive director to modify the contract with, uh, the CSU Fortin Auxiliary Service Corporation. Would anyone like to second? I'll second. Thank you. Can we do a roll call? Um, Albert. Aye. 
Chang? Yes. Johnson? Yes. Kelly? Yes. Liberty? Yes. Mendoza? Yes. Zalowski? Aye. Walker? Yes. Simon Weisberg? Yes. Motion carries unanimously. Great. Thank you so much. I um, really appreciate all your work, both of the committee and as well as um, uh, Ms. Gil Trejo. We really, you know, it's just, it's such an important tool um, and it, it really does give us a lot of great information uh, to ensure that we can make some good policy decisions. Yay. Yay. It's going to happen. <laughs> great. All right. Well, thank you. And uh, we'll move on to information items. Um, all right. Let's see. Um, I'm going to go ahead and just ask. For, yes. Chair, sorry to interrupt. Um, oh, uh, Commissioner Liberta, you still had your hand up. Did you want to say something before me? Oh, I, I, uh, I know I said we we could go over nine because we had the closed session, but I'm I'm wondering if this might be a more natural pause for the captioner before we start information items, or did you? Um, I think nine? we're so close to the end. Oh no, right? We don't have. Um, we, no, have we have quite, quite a bit. Five. Yeah. No, we have. We have all the informational. Sorry. Um, yes, let's go ahead and make take a 10 minute break. Okay, thanks.
right, folks, why don't we uh, try and come on back? That 10 minutes went by fast. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, do we have quorum? One, two, three. We I'm here. Yeah, we do. We have two Sully Alperts. What's that about? <laughs> oh, he's calling in on one for audio and then using the other for video. Oh, wow. Clever. Okay. Um, Commissioner Walker, are you here? Yes. Great. Okay. I think we... Commissioner Kelly, are you here? And almost, but not quite on the tech setup. I've got video and audio on my phone, but then I can see all of you on my computer. <laughs> <laughs> Great. All right, um, I'm going to have us go ahead and, and get started and hope that Commissioner Kelly jumps on soon. Um, so we are at information announcements and articles. Um, the very first one um, is update on changes to the eviction moratorium. Uh, General Counsel, can you um, jump in? Yeah, <clears throat> thank you. Um... The Vice Mayor Harrison and Council Member Wengraff have introduced proposed legislation to uh, amend the current eviction moratorium, um, which is currently housed at BMC 13.110. And uh, we were asked by the um, chair and um, also separately by Commissioner Kelly to give an update uh, on this. Um, I'm going to go over the very high level, and then Ali um, is here to uh, uh, to present more substantively on the matter. Um, essentially, uh, the uh, changes that are proposed um, for the uh, eviction moratorium would um, allow for uh, a couple of substantive changes, which would be um, that it would allow um, um, landlords to again uh, uh, do an owner move in eviction. Uh, the current uh, version of the ordinance does not and would allow for um, essentially require more communication between tenants um, and landlord uh, when a tenant is claiming um, a covered reason for COVID non-payment of rent. Um, I said that in a jumbled way. Um, what I meant was a, 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 a reason for non-payment related to COVID, which the um, the ordinance currently protects. Um, so with that, I'm going to hand it over to Ollie. Um, Hannah is also here uh, in case uh, uh, she needs to jump in, but um, why don't you take it away? I, I, there's a hand raised. Uh, Chair, do you want me to, to respond to Vice Chair Uppert? Um, if you're at a pause, that's fine. 
Yeah, yeah it's just a technical before, before Ollie starts. Um, since it's not linked on our agenda, do you know where in the pr legislative process that is? Just so I can pull it up from the city's side. Is that like at agenda committee or somewhere else? So, yeah, I believe that it has been funneled to the land use committee. Is um, on the agenda committee uh, meeting for Monday is the only agenda it's on, Dolly. Right. Thank you. From, from uh, yesterday. From this Monday. Cool. Gotcha. Thank you. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Vice Chair, does that answer your question? Yes. And we yeah, yeah, perfect. So, so um, I'm happy to jump in here and, and then take any questions on this. Um, so so to, to start with the current moratorium in broad strokes prohibits any eviction. So both the service of a notice and the, the filing of an unlawful detainer or eviction court case, uh, unless the eviction is necessary for the health and safety of residents. And when tenants can't pay rent for COVID reasons, they have up to 12 months to repay that rent. The current ordinance as written does not require the tenant to inform a landlord of why, or what their COVID-related reason for not paying rent is at, while the state of emergency exists or to provide proof of that. And then, you know, regardless of whether a tenant reports their COVID-related reason for not paying rent to their landlord, the landlord may not file an eviction for non-payment of rent during the state of local emergency. Uh, and so that's what, that's how the ordinance currently stands. And so in that light, in that framing, the amendments make these following changes. So as Matt indicated, it does allow for owner move-in evictions upon the passage of the amendments. So there's no set date for those owner move-in evictions to start. It's just as soon as the, these amendments, if they pass, they become effective. Um, and so the owner would then be required to serve the appropriate notice on a tenant, which is generally a 60 day, uh, but it might be subject to the other restrictions and protections and relocations on owner move-ins within the rent stabilization ordinance. That's the number one big change. Um, the number two big change is it would allow owners to file evictions for non-payment of rent accruing after February 1st, 2023. And so that one, that change does have a set date. And so the rent that accrues after February 1st, 2023, um, if, an, if a tenant does not pay and then also does not have a COVID related reason for not paying or does not report their COVID related reason to their landlord, uh, an eviction could start for that, um, for that non-payment. Uh, the amendments don't change what qualifies as a COVID-related reason for not paying rent. Um, and if a tenant does have a COVID-related reason for not paying the rent after February 1st uh, and doesn't report it to their landlord, that tenant is still not prohibited from bringing up that reason as a defense in court. So that's the number two big change. Uh, the number three big change is for um, covid for, for rent, a tenant didn't pay for COVID-related reasons before February 1st, 2023. So any of the rent that accrued in the period before then, um, it changes the repayment procedure. Uh, a tenant would have to re report to their landlord their COVID-related reason for not paying that rent by January 15th, 2023, um, or they wouldn't get the benefit of the repayment period, the 12-month repayment period that exists in the current ordinance. The, the amendments also take that 12-month repayment period that the current ordinance allows a tenant who couldn't make their rent to pay off, and it, it caps it, it ends it at July 31st, 2023, 
uh, and, the, and the reason for that is to conform with state law, which requires local ordinances with repayment plans to end at a certain time. So, so those are the big, broad changes. There, there are a few other changes within language that don't really have any substantive effect, we think. Uh, Commissioner Leverde. Hi there. Thank you very much, Ollie. Um, do we have any idea um, about the status of tenants who have not been able to pay rent because of COVID-19? Is there anywhere that we know? Thanks. What do you mean by the status of? I mean, do we know right now that there are tenants who are not able to pay rent because of COVID? Do we know that? Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> I mean, I guess we won't find out until until landlords start start filing eviction notices. But I'm just curious if we have any idea. We know anecdotally that um, the you know we have spoken with um, tenants in the community um, who have delinquent rent. So yes, yeah, so I don't. The, the, as far as any numbers associated with that, I any kind of. Um, um, guess would be, I mean, rather any answer would be pure conjecture. So I, I don't, I, I, we can't give you, uh, you know, 10% of Berkeley households are currently in arrears or, or anything like that. Um, the, you know, the good thing about the moratorium is that the courts have really respected, um, the various moratoria and have not allowed the filing of evictions for a long time. Um, that's obviously changing a little bit, but that's, um, you know, we, 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 we have communication with, you know, the community service providers that, um, you know, that, that, that it's, it's been fairly rare um, that, that folks are, are being evicted. Well, we, we did hear in, in the Section 8 and eviction committee uh, that landlords were trying to evict uh, long-term people because of health and safety. And that was one of the, the ploys they were using to try to get out, uh, around from the eviction moratorium. So we do know that people have been affected. But yes. Yeah. Okay, great. Thank you very much. Um, Vice Chair Alpert. Um, yeah, a clarifying question um on um Ollie, I believe you said that state law required a a certain time for the ending of that period. Is it that state law just requires that we put down a specific time, or does it dictate what that specific time is? I, I see the chair nodding. The state law, and so chair, please jump in if if I get this incorrect. Uh, under California Code of Civil Procedure 1179.05, that's the state law um, a provision that deals with local COVID uh, rent moratoriums. It, it indicates if any local moratorium has a repayment date that's not that doesn't require repayment start on a specific day, it has to end by August 31st. 2023. Um, we don't know why there's a discrepancy between the date that the amendments put out and and the date in the Code of Civil Procedure. But yeah, the state is basically saying you're, any repayment period out there uh, in a local jurisdiction has got to end by the end of August 2023. And so I'm just looking through, I'm scrolling through the ordinance, the, the proposed revisions. Uh, we would be within, so we have to put something in here. We would be, you know, with, to comply with state law, we could do it as late as August for the end of it, but this is putting it as July uh, 31st instead of August. And sorry, was the state deadline August 1st or 31st? Uh, 31st, yeah. So so it's a difference of a month 
this, this, the, their proposal would be one month less time to repay than would be allowable under state law. That's correct. That's our read of it because our, our ordinance doesn't have a date. Repayment must start on this day. And so it falls into the, the category in state law saying, all right, all your remaining repayment yeah. plans, you've got to end by the end of August. Yeah, I'm confused by this because the state I, law is saying. Someone should sorry, pull, up, pull, up, pull up the language of the thing, because I actually think. Yeah, I'm looking. August. No, I'm not talking about the cities. Oh, yeah. I think right. it does end the August 31st, um, July 31st. So did you have the language in front of you, Ollie? A code of it's eleven seventy nine. Oh, I can yeah. pull it up. Yeah, but I I, I reviewed it in prep for. I this. mean, I not it's it's just that the reason that they did that date is initially they had a April date because they were looking at last year's version, and I pointed out to the city attorney, and um, I thought the language we looked at said July thirty first, and so I kept saying August first. Same difference between July thirty first. But if I'm just wondering if there's a yeah, and so Chair, I, I am looking at the currently what comes up yeah. for 1179.05 on the California legislative uh, site, and, and I see August 31st, 2023. Um, Great. Well, we should send that to them because I'm curious what we were looking at before, because um, then we should let them know. Because I actually, I'm going to. Um, yeah, it, it initially they were look they were saying it was April. Okay. Anyway, yeah. can you I think it would be important for our our staff um if Ali, if you can reach out to the city attorney and share that with them because I think they were trying to find the date the long the point at which tenants did have to start paying. And since there's a discrepancy chair, we'll we'll double check this as well and, and make sure we communicate. Great. Yeah, thank thanks for clarifying that, because it was it was interesting that the language they have is July 31st or such later date as the state legislature may adopt, which the state legislature has adopted a later date, we might as well go with that later date now. Um, in terms of um, in terms of the amendments that are proposed, I mean, obviously, I think that this is really troubling. Um, you know, it seems like we're, we're poking holes where they don't need to be poked. Um, I appreciate some of the intents here. I think I understand where people are coming from in, in terms of wanting to you know, move family into units. I appreciate that sentiment. And, um, you know, I, I know people are frustrated by situations where people are saying that there's a COVID reason for non-payment, but it's really not a COVID reason for non-payment. And I understand why people are frustrated by that. And I understand why people are frustrated by, you know, th this resident versus tenant situation. Um, I think this is an overcorrection, um, both in on its own merits, but also we just, we know that when, we put in exceptions for meritus cases. They become loopholes for people who are trying to abuse the rules. Um, and so I think, you know, even if I would rather just not do this at all, but if we are going to have to um, look at this, something like this, I would hope that we could recommend some kind of changes like um, a limit on who can do an owner move in, right? Like if you, you know, maybe we can have it, you know, a certain number of properties that are owned. Because you know, if, if you have someone who's just going to serially own or move in, and they own many units, they should not be able to do that. So if we can limit that to people with a certain number of units owned, uh, I think that would be a good recommendation for us to make to the city. Um, and uh, the, the the change from residents to tenants, I, I 
apologies. I got called on the phone. That mutes me. Um, the change from resident to tenant, I want to look at more because I, I when read that through and make sure I'm understanding the implications. I'm, I would be concerned that there are situations where there are people who are not tenants, but who should have these protections. So, for example, if a family member is staying in someone's unit and then the owner decides they want to kick them out, they're not a tenant per se, like, you know, a situation where someone becomes 18 and they're not a child anymore and the you know, parents say, well, we're going to kick you out. Well, no, I'm <laughs> not during a fucking, sorry, but not during a pandemic, you're not going to do that, right? And so uh, I think there's definitely some nuance to the difference between a resident and a tenant that's not captured by just making that simple change. Um, so, you know, at first brush, those would be my, I would just say no to the whole thing, but I don't think that's an option. So I think um, looking at trying to make sure we're capturing those things would be good. And, and Vice Chair, if, if maybe I'll respond quickly to the last point you made regarding resident versus tenant. Um, I think the word resident, um, and, and I apologize for not having uh, brought this up in the initial comments, the, the word resident, I think only appears once in the ordinance as is, and there are numerous, and so numerous rights that the ordinance gives folks attach only to tenant to to, gotcha. to tenants, such as you know the rights to raise affirmative defenses in an unlawful detainer, um, gotcha. and and I think the remedy section is already tied to a tenant and their um, uh, and the um, the tenant is defined in the definition sections of the ordinance as is. Um, so we see that as having sort of little effect in someone in the situation you described might have some sort of um tenancy rights and, and um, okay yeah but but it's it certainly as you as you indicate might be worth a second look i appreciate that that's very that's that's helpful Commissioner Verde? yeah thank you for for calling me back on me i just want to remind that owner owner move in evictions can happen <clears throat> if there's a you know a family with children they can't evict them until in the summertime when when the kids aren't in school so that's important it also a remind remind folks that the OMIs have protections for long-term tenants who have been living there in a unit for more than five years too so that's good I'm, I'm lucky um, also I wanted to ask Holly um do you know if um if landlords have taken tenants to small claims court um for overdue rent do we know that um because we, we know that there are some landlords who are probably missing out on mortgage payments because of tenants not being able to pay uh for or not paying um uh their rent and and the business owner is in is in you know danger of losing their property do we know anything about that uh, commissioner unfortunately i don't know um either way whether that's happening i think um the way the current ordinance is, is written, it, it, you know, I read it to prevent that um, at this time, um, although under state law it might be allowed. So, so we, we have not heard anecdotally either way. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. And I just want to comment that on the uh, eviction section eight committee, we did get a list of um of of, of people who have been applying for assistance, and so everyone. Anyone who who is facing any evictions or you know some sort of um, um, or having monetary issues should be um, you know applying for the housing retention grant program from UBCLC and EDC because they they can provide some funds for for tenants. Thank you. Um, I just want to um, interject that I I I thought staff had looked at how many owner move-ins had been um, noticed. 
and that's correct. Yeah. And Chair, that's something that we're um, we're required to report on under the ordinance to the uh, committee or the board twice a year. Um, and so, you know, as we had indicated, I think in the last report out to the board, you know, our the we track owner movements for 36 months because that's the period of residency for a bona fide move in. Um, and so our window, we, we were only capturing folks who are pre pandemic that 36 month window captures um, six months prior to, to March 2020. Um, so so we, we don't have any ones after. So no one has served notices for owner move-ins? Uh, there was a notice served. It was rescinded. Okay. Great. Uh, Commissioner Kelly. Thank you. Um, I agree with the comments being made in general. I feel like if the situation of the pandemic were, if the, if the moratorium were going to go on another two years, another year I think it would make a lot of sense to look at modifications but since it's being lifted it seems like making our own tweaks is a little I don't want to say unnecessary but you know this kind of thoughtfulness I think would have been helpful six months ago at this point it's the state's making the rules now um but I do think if if for some reason we are able to have a local ordinance that is enforced longer and a local moratorium, I certainly, my greatest fear, I think, for many of us has been we're going to go from 100% protection to 0% protection when we're not 100% resolved. And so I do think trying to find some way to make sure people who are still very affected by COVID are able to be protected after the existing protections can't be in place anymore makes a lot of sense. And I think something that looks at individual circumstances a little bit more carefully would be helpful, um, especially as the state's not making more relief funds available necessarily. Um, and I do think, you know, when we talk about owner movement evictions, though, I think there's a difference between an owner who lives on site and has had to live on site and wishes to bring in another family member or someone to join them or somebody who simply wishes to move into a property that they own. Um, on public policy grounds, I think they're very different things. I think there's very little harm in asking someone to delay moving back into a home they're renting out um, versus you know someone who needs to move in a caretaker or an elder or you know someone else who may have been displaced. Um, but I just I overall just kind of question why this is happening so haphazardly and it doesn't seem to really address concerns that I've heard in the communities from the landlord side or from the tenant side. It just feels like a couple, um, it feels like a couple comments were taken and an ordinance is being written. I don't really understand where it's coming from. So I'm just, I think following it closely is the best we can do. Um, I'm going to definitely keep an eye on it. Um, the, the other thing is I think there's a lot of data um, that we do know about the number of tenants in Alameda County who asked for rental assistance. Um, the other half of this is, you know, this is specifically about changes to our ordinance, but whatever happens at some point in the next three, six months, there's going to be a huge influx to our agency of tenants and landlords needing assistance, right? Whatever, whatever that backlog is, whether it's it's, we're going to see a really large volume of request, and I know we've talked about this in outreach and other committees, 
but I'm just hopeful that we're doing anything we can to prepare for that. Um, because we're not going to be able to bring on temporary staff and we're going to see more requests for support from the tenant community in the aftermath of this eviction moratorium changing or being lifted completely than we've seen in a while. And I want to make sure that we're thinking about that too and what we can do as an agency to be prepared with those resources. Um, so hopefully this doesn't move that deadline up for us, but I think it is going to be something for us to watch. Thank you. Um, Commissioner Alpert and then Commissioner uh, Leverde. Yeah, I apologies. My phone is dying and I'm going to charge it and use it at the same time. Um, I'm looking through the ordinance and so resident appears multiple times in the operative sections of the ordinance. Um, <clears throat> it appears a number of times in remedies, in the remedy section, it appears in the implementing regulation section, it appears in the application section, and it appears in the section on oh, the top, the, the important one, uh, on prohibited conduct. And But the only place where they're eliminating it is in the prohibited conduct section, which doesn't make any sense from a like technical perspective. Um, but uh, so they, they strike during the covered period, no landlord or lender shall evict or attempt to evict a resident and replace that with tenant. So one thing I think, um, one of the, having been, communicated by someone. One of the uh, reasons that resident appears instead of tenant is to deal with folks who had their homes foreclosed on, because if a person has had their home foreclosed on, they're not necessarily a tenant, but they are a resident. Um, so that's not something I think that was intended here. I think it clearly, based on the cover letter, they're intending to cover people who are illegally staying in a unit or staying in a unit without the person's permission or kind of strange edge cases. I don't think that they're intending to strip people who had their homes foreclosed on from protection. Um, so definitely worthwhile to take a look at the ordinance a little bit more with a lens, I think, both for those situations um, and also kind of these familial, non-paying, but legal resident situation. Because, if it, you know, the definition of tenant in this section is tenant, subtenant, lessee, sub lessee, lodger, or any other person entitled by written or oral rental agreement to use or occupy either residential or commercial property. So definitely I think, and then resident means a tenant, homeowner, or their household. And so, you know, the homeowner and their household, you know, gets the evicted or the foreclosed folks and also the, um, uh, and then the household section gets the family of folks who are staying there. So, you know, what we could do is recommend that you could eliminate resident as long as you modify the definition of tenant to include those people's households and folks who've been foreclosed on. Um, it's, you know, doing the same thing, I suppose. But anyway, uh, enough of that. Um, Commissioner Leverde, are you not? Um, I just wanted to mention, I think that Andy mentioned it too, that, you know, the, the report itself is going to have, it's going to be flooded uh, we don't know, we don't know, apparently, how many tenants are going to be affected, but the run board is going to be super, super busy. So I know that the, the board is looking at hiring new people, <clears throat> but I, I do hope that, you know, it, it, it it's prepared to not be taken by surprise when, when these issues start coming up and these tenants start coming up for assistance. And so just a reminder to be prepared for this, because it is... Um, 
it, it is. I, can I get a clarification on Ellis Act evictions? Are, are they has the city allowed them yet? Are they going to start up again? Are they are they completely not allowed in Berkeley? I'm just kind of fuzzy on that. They're currently prohibited by the eviction moratorium, and that's not being touched by the proposed amendments. So how long can it be extended for, or until it? The well, the entire. Uh, moratorium is connected to the state of emergency. And so when that lapses, the moratorium will cease to be effective. Okay. So, well, yeah, so we're going to see that. Okay. Thank you. All right. Um, does anybody else want to speak on this? Um, I guess I would say that more than us monitoring it, I think people need to express to their council members um, that whether they support this or not. Um, I think that one of the things that's kind of a bit of a balance is that if, um, you know, because basically right now, it kind of almost doesn't matter what um, Berkeley does because what's being implemented is the county moratorium in terms of when people go to evictions. but. I think one thing to think about is, does this actually allow us to have a moratorium longer if we are doing it? So I think that the question is why now, maybe that, I mean, this is kind of part of a step down. And I know that, you know, Los Angeles has already moved to a step down. Um, I know in Oakland, electeds are meeting with advocates for step down. Um, so I think we have to really kind of think through, is this, it's not some, you know, is this getting us a longer, longer protections for most people? Because the, the actually the, in terms of like who um, can be evicted, basically what's happening is they're saying you can only be evicted for non-payment if you can pay because you don't have um, some reason that was related to um, the, the COVID pandemic. So, I mean, who in many ways was the only person, the, those were the folks who were intended to benefit from this. And I think it does, in some ways, give the whole moratorium more credibility if we can say, well, the folks who, you know, can't, who can pay now will have to pay because, you know, I mean, obviously the, the squeaky wheel from the landlords is, oh, there's all these people who can pay and aren't paying, just like there's all these rich people living in rent-controlled. It's part of this kind of narrative where they don't show any evidence, but they it's harder, it, it, it plays off, because nobody wants this idea that there are millionaires out there not paying their rent. Um, so I think that this is, it's a hard, I mean, it, it, this transition period is hard. One thing I will say is for those of us who worked through the foreclosure crisis, one of the things I often think about in retrospect is they we did not do a good job of the transition after the foreclosure crisis started to evolve away. Um, and so I think we do have to start engaging with this or it's gonna be, it, it's gonna kind of happen on top of us. Um, and I think, you know, it's, it, most people believe that the moratoriums are going to be, or not the moratoriums, but the state of emergencies are going to, um, end in, in February, uh, but we don't know that to be true necessarily. And Berkeley's is obviously connected to what our health officer says here and not necessarily what the governor says. So 
don't know. I'm not giving any like clear thing and and um but I I don't know. It it to me it's a it's I, I don't want to say complicated, but it it is a it's not a simple like we should do it or we shouldn't do it. It's you know, and I think that these these kind of more laser changes. I don't know if the owner movement one needs to happen, but I think that landlords can now ask and that tenants, you know, say, yes, <laughs> um, I can't pay because of this. Um, I do think that the law is quite complicated and I, I am sure that the uh, legal service communities and find it quite um, burdensome. Uh, this January 15th day, I think it, to me is the thing I most object to. Um, I, I think the idea of telling people ahead of time before they have to pay, I think maybe seems obvious uh, or that may make sense to someone who isn't paying rent. But for most people who pay rent, they don't know until the day before if they're going to be able to pay their rent. So I, I, you know, have expressed to the folks who are proposing this to take that part out. Um, so we'll see. But I, I'm, I'm eager to hear from more folks. I see um, Commissioner Johnson. I just, I mean, forgive me if I'm wrong, but I feel like a lot of the board members here know about this because they are like staff members for council members. And so they have like been able to see some of the agendas and conversations. Like I just, I haven't been aware of sort of what this conversation has looked like in the city level. And I think um, it should be a conversation that we have amongst the rent board, but I, I would like to see something actually on an agenda where it's prepared so I can know and review in advance like what the conversation is about. But maybe I'm missing something and this happened and I just, I'm not. I could just respond to Commissioner Johnson real quickly. This just showed up at agenda committee meeting on Monday. Like there was, as far as I, I was completely unaware, I don't think Solly was either, of there being any kind of big city process around this. This was just at agenda committee. And so I flagged it to Matt and we're hearing about it, but it hasn't gone through any, other than being introduced, it hasn't gone through any city process yet. I so wasn't aware of it until it appeared on our agenda. I mean, the rent board agenda. Okay. And I'm not aware. But very legit question, very legit question, but not aware. Is this the kind of thing we should maybe request to be discussed at next week's four by four with this council? I mean, I assume it would end up there anyways, but it was referred to housing, but it could come to the four by four, I think, if we asked for it to. Commissioner Verde? Can you share who are the uh, council members who are sponsoring this change? It's Kate Harrison and Susan Wingraff. Huh. Thank you. It's not clear to me, um, just Paula, to your point, it's not clear to me who the primary author is and who's the co-author because Kate's name appears first, but it's on Susan's letterhead. So it's I've, I'm going to try and find out who the actual uh, sponsor, the, 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 like the main author is. I think Wingraff is the one who is moving this, and I think Harrison has been trying to make it more humane. I love you, Chair Simon Weisberg. By the way, I live in uh, Susan Weingraf's district now. Um, 
Love you even more. Mr. <laughs> Mendoza? Um, I was going to ask Commissioner Kelly, when you said it was um, put to housing, who, what housing? Oh, oh, the city agenda committee on Monday routed this to their policy committee for the city council. I thought it went to land use. Sorry, land use. I call that housing. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's what I was wondering. Who that's was a, housing? What do you no, mean land by use. that? Okay. Um, so I, I agree with what you were saying, Commissioner Kelly, in terms of it coming to the four by four requesting it, it seems like it should. Uh, and then I guess asking you guys, like how quickly you were saying it also hasn't gone through the city. So how quickly does this move through and where does it move through before if it has come to the agenda committee? What are like, what's the process from there then? And how much time is there to be proactive on? I can address any of someone else wants to take that. It depends. Um, you know, it. it if it, the fastest it could possibly move would be from it's one meeting it could have you know spend one meeting in the committee then go back to agenda be put on the very next council item approved i very much doubt that that will happen that quickly um i think more likely it goes a couple meetings in uh that committee and either concurrently or then after that comes to the four by four and then goes back to agenda and then goes to the council uh so that could take it's three meetings of the committee, they're meeting bi-monthly. Um, and then it comes to a couple meetings of the four by four. That could be three months before it goes to council. Thank you. Um, the other kind of suggestion that I have is that um, kind of if, if we're going to enter into some reality where we're doing a step down through our moratorium, that we also include a moratorium on rent increases. I mean, we're about to talk about how we are going to have the highest AGA of any rent control jurisdiction in the state. So all we can do regarding that is ask the city council to put a moratorium on that, right? That's all we can do, correct? Right, but I think it seems like if you're going to allow, I don't know, the two people, landlords who claim they have to move into their, to a home here in Berkeley and evict tenants that, that we can, in exchange for, you know, taking away protections from some tenants, that in exchange, you also protect tenants from these high increases. We have the highest in the state? We're going to have 4.4. No one else has higher than that. So I mean rent control jurisdictions. I don't mean the places that don't have anything. Can, can we get some guidance on what action we can take on that? Can we write a resolution asking the city council? What what could what could we do on that? Uh, well, um, we could. Um, I think a better approach would be to bring it directly to the four by four committee, where you have direct communication with four of the um members of council um and request that council use its emergency authority to um uh, to limit the amount of rent increase please do that chair <laughs> and commissioner kelly and vice chair alpert please do that 
It would also be good if if tenants um, came to the four by four and spoke about why that was important. When's the next meeting? The thirtieth. Next Wednesday. Next Wednesday. Okay. Yeah, I was never. I mean, we can any one of us. I mean, Leah can do it. I can do it. Can ask this to be on the agenda, the four by four. I've never, never ran into the situation in my tenure on the four by four, where something's been at a, another council committee. I don't know how those two things interact in the process, but I'm sure well, if we asked to have it be there that the secretary will tell us what to do. I mean, strategically, I don't know if it's a bad thing to ask for it to be after. Yeah. That if it goes through the process and land use first and then comes to the four by four, that's not the worst thing in the world. I can circle back with the mayor because he and I do the agenda for the four by four. It's usually some, you usually do a consensus. I don't know if those are the rules, but that's how it's been done since I've been chairing the four by four with him. Um, I do. Okay. So we can do two, those two things. Um, uh, any other questions about this or should we move on? Um, well, there's a public comment. Uh, yeah, I, I was gonna just do that at the end of these, um, at the end of the section. Is that right? Because we don't take action on any of these items. Okay. These uh, are all just information items, yeah. So I'm just going to do it at the end. Okay. Just, just um, one other clarification. Just one other clarification. Uh -huh. um, I seem to, I seem to recall that sometimes um, a, a housing counselor can can deny an AGA increase. Is that is that I seem to recall something like that. So no, the the um, what the ordinance uh, says, um, and I'm not sure if this is um, what what your uh, or a hearing examiner. I'm sorry, the, I'm using the in the wrong term. The hearing examiner. An AGA, um, uh, a tenant is a rather a landlord can't impose an AGA in a situation um, where, for example, um, the uh, the unit doesn't uh, meet the implied warranty of habitability. So where there are like what we what we've seen in our appeals of late habitability. Right. So part of um, Part of uh, of the hearing examiner's inquiry, when we receive a decrease in services petition, for example, is whether or not it rises to the level that a landlord cannot impose an increase like the AGA um, if there's uh, you know serious uh, uh, questions about the safety and decency of the unit. Okay. So, I mean, you know, we've been having some discussion about this inter internally. Um, the, the, the ordinance has fairly broad language um, and um, a tenant is able to make a claim that you're not able to do this. I personally think it's much safer if that tenant has something from us that says you can't do this rather than just saying, uh, I have a notice of violation or whatever. 
Um, I think that it's important that tenants protect themselves um, if they're going to be otherwise withholding rent, um, because that would be the claim that the landlord would make is that they're withholding rent that was lawfully noticed. Yeah, I actually, that, that brings to mind, um, I was canvassing in a house where at a, where they had actually lots of rats and and and, and so tenants should be calling into the rent board then so that if they have some habitability issues like rat infestation or something to to seek advice to see if this is a, a defense for those increase. Of course, they would have to call the rent board, get some advice from a, a counselor, and then move the steps forward as a way to to protect themselves from this increase. That's you know, that's actually knowing that that right and being able to exercise it is so important. Yeah. Um, folks, it's um, almost 1030 and I, I just want us to be mindful. So I'm going to kind of wrap us up. But um, Commissioner Chang, you're, you know, you're withdrawing. OK, um, if you, if everyone is cool with it, I'm going to move us to the next update. Um, Executive Director Williams. Yep, just wanted to let everyone know this is very important, um, but um, at the October 11th uh, City Council meeting, they have adopted uh, the land acknowledgement statement resolution. Um, and in the resolution language, it does speak to our April 22nd meeting where we um, adopted the land acknowledgement and our work um, to get to that, to that point. And so the language that they adopted is almost mirror exactly what we do here so it you know it has now moved to a much larger <laughs> hands up right to to the city council and i just wanted to have that acknowledgement for the work commissioner laverde that you started and that we all unanimously unanimously voted into and so did they so it is now um, prevalent at city council where it's actually publicly noticed on every document um, and will be read at the beginning of all council meetings excellent Thank you. Um, all right, moving to C, COVID, amnesty, and administrative correction cycle. Chair, can I make a comment, please? Of course. Sorry, sorry. Um, so, yeah, this is very exciting because it was one of the goals that we had when we passed a resolution in January, and we started um, we started the 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 land use committee, um, the language, the acknowledgement in February. But uh, so, what are the goals that we had? Um, and it's concrete policy goals to work collaboratively with the indigenous community. And and, uh, um, and so some of these goals for further action so that this isn't a live living thing that we're not just reading the statement, but we're actually having, uh, you know, uh, interaction and, and, and keeping the community of indigenous uh, of, of acknowledging this community that's still very much present in here in Berkeley. And so some of the things that we so we we accomplished the goal of getting the city council to to make their its own land acknowledgement. I did notice that the Berkeley Police Association Board, the BAP, they actually have a land use a land use um, acknowledgement, which is very close to what we were ours. Uh, ours. But um, some of the things that we that the new um, the 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 board next year and the next term can do is they can co-sponsor with the Holoni leaders educational webinars for landlords and tenants on meeting climate crisis goals water conversation, a converse, uh, conservation, limiting fossil fuels, community caretaking, local sourcing food, et cetera. Another one is to consult with local indigenous leaders when implementing policies, expand and alter housing, like the demolition ordinance and relocation and ADUs, which is something that we 
we could actually bring up at our at the next at these next meetings that where that's going to be talked about. Um, I think you said line use. Uh, we can pursue equity and diversity by recruiting, hiring, and promoting indigenous native people to permanent employment employment at the Remport and UC Berkeley internships. So, um, uh, so Executive Director Sean uh, Williams, maybe you know when we're looking for interns coming to the Remport, maybe reaching out to the indigenous groups on campus to see if we can get some of these uh, some of these um, uh, students to come inter be interns at the at the rent board and i'll do one more an annual an annual webinar and outreach materials for november each year celebrating native american month which we're in this month we should probably end with this acknowledgement but it's been crazy but this is something that maybe you know we should be looking at next year next november to do that thank you very excited thank you um, all right, we'll move to um, COVID amnesty and administrative correction cycle, executive director and registration unit manager. I was taking notes, I apologize. Um, uh, uh, Amanda, I'm just gonna let, I'm just gonna turn this over to you for some explanation on the amnesty correction cycle report. All right, good evening, commissioners. Um, I just wanted to give you guys a brief update on the amnesty correction cycle we had um, this past year during the registration um, cycle. This year um, in July, we had 1,180 um, properties that were still um, outstanding. With this correction cycle, we, will, we were able to reach almost 500 additional properties to get them to pay their registration fees and or reach out for um, administrative collect corrections. We were also able to apply almost $35,000 in credits to people's accounts that had outstanding penalties that um, we were able to bring down. Um, so, so far, uh, as of November 7th, we still have $384,000 in current fees. We're still looking to uh, collect in the January penalty billing cycle, but I did just want to give you an update on those numbers quickly and about how we did. Great. Thank you so much. No problem. Uh, any questions, uh, board members? Is, no. is that a combination of, of just regular rent controlled units and MM? Is, or is that, or what's the difference there? Oh, no, it's combined. Uh, I did not separate them out there. It's it, the 500 we, we uh, were able to contact were uh, a combined of measure MM and fully covered. Thank you. Mm -hmm. It would be great if in the next, for the next update, um, if you could let us know the difference because it's, it, one of our interests is knowing if MM is folks are being more resistant or not. Thank you very much. Um, all right, uh, Executive Director, you have you are being given the um, annual general adjustment and security deposit postcard to landlords and tenants. So the um, postcard has gone out and it is included in the packet for your information, just to, you know, so that you all can see that it has gone out and what was included and open for any questions, comments, or feedback if you had any. Yeah, I, I do have a comment. So here's my card, got it. I, I, I shared this yesterday at the, um, the at uh, outreach committee meeting of the cards. So I have. I'm in an eight-unit building. <clears throat> a bunch of cards in the in the recycling box. The mail person just dumped it in there. Wow. So, 
So, which isn't very helpful. So I did go out and put it on all my, uh, on, um, I'm an eight unit building, four units are empty. So I went into the different units and, and that are occupied and I made sure that I put it underneath the door of, our, of my neighbors. But it is kind of scary to think that those are male people who are actually just dumping these very important cards. And, it, you know, unfortunately it's been around, well, this is right after the election, but you know, that people may not be seeing this because the male person just puts it in a slot or somewhere and no one's aware of it. And they say, well, I never got the information. Well, the rent board is doing its outreach. It's just that sometimes the male people are not necessarily doing what they're supposed to be doing and making sure that each unit receives the, the information that is so vital. I'm sure this is gonna catch a lot of people by surprise. And not because the rent board didn't do its job, it's because the male person didn't put it in the poppers, proper slots. Thank you. Thank you for telling us that. Yeah. I think uh, Chair Tom Weisberg must be having connection issues. I'll just jump in then and say that um, I don't remember what the date is we're required to notify people by in the, the rules that we have for the AGA offhand. But if we have flexibility in election years, it would make a big difference if we're able to send not the week or two before the election, but after or a bit before I know when I got my postcard, I think I got like 15 other similarly, you know, most, 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 most days and weeks, you know, I get my update from the city clerk's office to remind me about something and like a bill from PG&E, right? But like the three weeks leading up to the election, you're getting like eight postcards and that kind of mail a day and I bet a lot of people who would normally see something like the postcard don't see it because of the volume so if we do have flexibility I think that's something to think about um the ordinance says on or about October 31st of each year yeah so it may maybe we can do a little bit earlier unfortunately we can't do earlier because we aren't able to determine the security deposit interest rate until November 1st, given the very weird way that the ordinance was written. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, we could, if we change the ordinance to change the security deposit year, or if we change the notification to landlords yeah. to notify them separately of the security deposit interest, we could do that. But that would be, um, you know, we've always, not that we have to do it this way, but they've sort of, um, been a nice partner together because at the same time as you're able to raise the rent, you also owe the interest of the security deposit. Sure. It just might be something to flag to look at in future if we also if we can consider November 8th to be honor about. Um, I don't know what the definition of honor about is, uh, but it's just a thought. Yeah. Um, Commissioner uh, Vice Chair Alpert. There we go. I did just briefly to um, Councilor Brown's point. Uh, yeah, something to put in the in the hopper. I mean, I think we're looking at other changes to the ordinance. This definitely wouldn't be the most important or major one, but if we're going to do a bunch anyway, maybe tweaking some of these kind of things that are baked in now and either making them more 
kind of rational or, or making them the purview of, of the board to change uh, pursuant to certain regulatory like practices would make a lot of sense. Great. All right, I am going, that's the end of this. Um, oh, well, the, and then the last thing is to remind folks um, that if you want to submit agenda items, um, that you need to do it by December 5th um, at 5 p.m. Um, and I'm gonna go to public comment at this time. Are you ready? Um, Board Secretary? Um, I didn't realize we were doing it again, so let me just pull up the timer. Give me one sec. Mm -hmm. Well, we, did, we didn't do it for this section yet. Uh, okay, let me just go to... Just really quickly, what is the... Is it? It's based on a specific number of days in advance of the meeting that we have the agenda items to. What's that? Is it like two weeks before, or what is the time window for it? It's generally a week before, but this uh, it, it's moved up if there's a holiday in that intervening week, like there was this month. Um, but okay. it's usually it's usually by 5 p.m. on the Monday of the week prior to the meeting. Okay, that's how it's stipulated in your in your um, the board meeting rules. So I am ready um, when you are. Did you want me to let Matthew Lewis speak, Chair? Yes. Okay. Uh, Matthew, go ahead. Yeah, so I wanted to talk about the changes in the VIX and Moratoria. I mean, I don't know if Otis is going to say other than, like, what the fuck. I mean, obviously, the, you all as board members are not the ones pushing this, but there's, I feel like there's no other way to put that. And I would just like to remind you all as elected officials, and even those of you who are leaving as potential future elected officials, that like, you know, you should not be going off, elected officials should not be going off, like, with to say, try and signing on to a piece of bat, a harmful legislation um, on the grounds of, well, I need to stop this and make it, and make it less bad without even talking to the groups like, you know, the tenants union to represent stuff. So I'm not. You know, that's not, you all haven't done that, but I just want to remind you all for the future, because that seems to be what's happening. So some of the harms that would happen is Solly talked about already, you know, tenants, um, their language, I wrote the current language, we replaced the word tenants specifically with resident for foreclosed home, uh, for foreclosed homeowners, for instance. Um, that's just really terrible. Um, I talked earlier about like, you know, people on strike, people on strike are unable to pay their rent, but it's not because of COVID. And so those people aren't doing anything wrong. But if this, if, if somebody is on strike, that doesn't have to be a strike against, doesn't have to be the current strike against you see, could be completely unrelated strike. Well, they need those protections right now or else they're gonna be thrown out on the street um, in the middle of COVID. And this is being introduced in the middle of winter. We can expect a surge. This is just really, really like this. I cannot begin to express just how terrible policy that this would be, um, and oh, I just had a copy of the changes um, that are being proposed, but there was something else that is really ter terrible in there. Um, apologies that I am not able to find it, but I would really ask that the board board members fight very strongly against this because this is actually going to be incredi sorry, incredibly harmful. It will confuse tenants con so much because of it conflicts um, with the county ordinance. Your time is up. Next speaker. Uh, Ms. Fells, go ahead. 
Omawale, if you can hear me, um, you can go ahead and speak whenever you're ready. But you're muted. I'm trying to unmute. Okay. Oh, there you, there you are. We, we can hear you. Okay. Um, I was just concerned about the notice that I received uh, in the mail regarding the 4.4% allowable rent increase as of January 2023. And I was wondering, um, given the fact that we are in um, moratorium right now for evictions, how that's going to play out um, with the fact that anybody who's getting a raise is not going to be in a position to pay a 4.4% increase in 30 days. So I was hoping that that would be able to be set aside or at least extended um, for an additional 60 days to give people who are um, either behind in rent and or who are being newly employed an opportunity to develop enough cash to pay whatever needs to be paid. And that was what I was going to advocate for. Thank you. A 60 day uh, extension um, beyond January, 2023 for additional uh, raises in rent. Thank you. I would uh, encourage you to share that with council members because they're the only ones that have the power to to do that and to come to the four by four where hopefully we'll be discussing it with with members. Um, uh, former council member Davila. Um, thank you and um, thank um, Paola and uh, Mari um, for your service and whoever else is leaving I'm not sure anyway. Um, I got this survey in the mail, but this is like a freaking book. It's like 31 pages. And it just seemed like that was a lot. <laughs> and uh, I mean, it's a definitely a deterrent. Um, you offer a pizza or an Amazon gift card. That's interesting, but... Um, yeah, and then there's like, you can write text in here, and it's asking all kinds of questions, which I, I don't know, I don't, it doesn't seem like, I'm I'm really not motivated to fill it out, but um, yeah, I just wanted to say that, because it seems like a lot um, to ask people to complete, and, you know, there's so many questions on here. And then I got another thing to remind me that I hadn't turned it in. And plus there's tracking numbers on it. So I was curious as to why you need to track. Um, I don't know what the number tracks, but it seems like you could find out who completed the survey if they didn't fill it out, their name. Um, so I was just curious about all that. Thank you. Thank you. Um, would someone from the committee want to respond to those? Um, Commissioner Leverde and then. Sure, sure. And, and thank you, uh, council member Davila. You know, uh, it is a very thorough, um, um, survey. It is the first survey we 
done of tenants and rent controlled housing in 13 years. So it is an opportunity to really find out what um, the state of the housing, uh, the rent controlled housing that you are living in and actually know that you are a long-term tenant. So so the goal is to find out the habitability issues, to find out the people who are living in rent control. It is a very thorough survey to really get a good snapshot to see what our situation like is with our rent controlled units. Um, the tracking number, it's anonymous. It's, it's, a, it's an anonymous thing. We, I mean, there was, there was a, over 2000 um, uh, randomly selected rent controlled units uh, were pulled up. Um, it was sent, the, the surveys were sent to those addresses. The survey, the, the tracking numbers to, to know if that, that number, that, that particular survey has been responded to because we want people to be, we want to be able to figure out, um, you know, who's filling up the survey or not, not your name in particular, but if that particular unit has served out, is, is, has, uh, has uh, responded to the survey. Um, we know it's long. It, but it is it's going to provide a very it's going to provide a lot of great data we don't know who you are there's a number but we don't know that you're living there so um so i hope that you would will take the time and and, and fill it out thank you thanks uh commissioner kelly oh uh, i agree with the council member that it's quite a long survey although a lot of it is pretty um a lot of the length comes from the options being written out, but um, one of the reasons why it's so long is we're trying to match the study from the last two times it's been done so that we can get that information over what's changed over the last two decades to get the trend line and not just, um, but we also added a lot of stuff this year that hadn't been in previous surveys, questions about access for wheelchairs and disabled residents and more questions about demographics and trying to track um, stuff we just need to know that we hadn't been able to ask in the past. But on the tracking ID, um, Commissioner Laverde is right in that it it's not going to be tracked to any particular person, but the city actually doesn't even have those numbers. That all lives with the vendor that's doing this study, and so that's for them to know if you've turned it back in or responded to it digitally to not send you another postcard, to not send you another survey, to not make phone calls to you. But that's on their side. The city doesn't even have that information. And so once once the program is closed, that all gets destroyed. And the city is only getting sent the results that are aggregate. We won't ever have the individual responses. And the vendor themselves isn't tracking um, which household or which person's responding. They're just tracking that the tracking numbers responded so that even on their side, they can't access it. It's a protection in how they do the data setup. Um, But that's a good flag to hear from you because it's intended to be help be anonymous, but um, we might wanna look at in the future having another note near that tracking number that reminds people it's anonymous because we don't want the effort at protecting anonymity to make people be concerned that they're being tracked, if that makes sense. I think that's an important, maybe unintended consequence and something for us to be mindful of. So thank you for sharing that with us. Folks, it's almost 11 o'clock. I just wonder if, if is it is it okay if we move on to the next items or is it 
I just want to add one more thing for about the information on the survey. It's it was sent out actually to 2,600 of randomly selected households. It also will track, and this the the council member might find this of interest, uh, whether you know the tenants have been impacted by COVID. And this is a conversation we're having about the moratorium: is people are in, uh, impacted by COVID, and whether you know the people with disabilities have access, and and if seniors are being negatively impacted. So it's a lot of information. So, but thank you. Great. All right. Um, so we're now into um, our committees. Um, can we get an update from budget and personnel um, from our chair, your last act as, as <laughs> committee chair? Thank you. And I honestly cannot thank the rent board enough for like gifting me this opportunity to do it. Really, I thank you. Thank you. Um, um, Honestly, there's not much to update, but I will say that I, I didn't want to say anything, uh, but I but I did just want to say that because we did have a long conversation on the fact that um, we are allowing, you know, like authorizing a, a very high increase in terms of rent control places that it is important for us to know that um, uh, we are, you know, it, you know, because and also because we are living in the time of inflation, costs are going up that we will more than likely um, I don't want to speak too much on behalf of the new board, but you know th there there is a very likelihood that you know rates might go up, and I think that's just something that is in line with what's happening. Um, um, and I um, didn't get to say anything positive about the executive director during my speech, but um, I think um, the only the number one positive thing I want to say is that I really love the fact that this year our board met our, our committee met a lot, and we got a lot of updates. And it is through these updates, through our conversations of looking at budgets and staffing specifically, in this case, what I just talked about budgets, where um, we really wanted to flag this, uh, and this is even more flagged. So um, um, actually, fun fact, um, I when I first started uh, my first term, we raised the rate, and since then, we have not raised rates. So um, it's actually been a long time coming. So I also just want to give a little historic context. Um, and prior to that, we we raised rates really consistently. So want to give context to that too. Thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, eviction uh, Section Eight Foreclosure Committee uh, Committee Chair Mendoza, you want to give us your your last act? <laughs> the unfortunate thing is that most everyone on that committee is leaving mm. let's see oh well it won't have a quorum i don't think right for the so as yeah there'll be a 75 percent turnover in that committee yeah so which is not a good time for this because i know other committees are meeting in december and there won't be quorum to do that um but I guess hopefully the four by four on some of the things that we've talked about tonight will be maybe can address some of the issues in the interim while the new um, electeds will be onboarding and assigned to the committee. Um, I think that's the biggest concern as of now because all these changes are coming up quickly and then if these other changes are coming through council. Um, that we spoke about this evening. That's we definitely want this committee to be active um, and have membership. So I think that's the biggest concern now because we won't have anybody to meet. Yeah. Well, don't forget, you all um, need to even be more active yeah. if you're not on board. So we we expect to 
to come to these meetings. And, and maybe a big part of that is an outreach thing too, to different community constituents, right? So we can bring numbers from different groups and whatnot. So communication is the key. Don't assume people know what's coming up. Um, maybe over communicate and remind folks when things are happening so we can rally folks, the troops. All right. Um... If you're good, I'm just mindful of the time. I feel like I haven't uh, moved us along like we should, but distance for so many of you, it's our last meeting. I just am like, don't want it to end. Um, Lyra, committee chair, Kelly. Uh, Lyra is intending to meet in December on the 14th. Um, I don't know if I'll, you know, things are shifting around, but we wanted to schedule a meeting so that whoever is on the committee knows to be there and um, because there's a lot of moving parts that we want to make sure are still moved forward in the absence of turnover, but there's no update here. We don't have any report back because we didn't have anything from last month, um, but we will have a normal meeting in December. All right. All right, thank you. Um, Outreach Committee, Commissioner Verde. Hi there. We met yesterday. You we did a presentation today. Hopefully, um, won't need to um, amend the contract, but there's a resolution there. So when that was passed today, uh, and the committee meeting, the committee won't meet again till likely February, because we uh, the only the, the remaining the remaining commissioner is Commissioner Kelly. And so, um, and so I, I, I understand that in January, we'll probably find out who the new commissioners are and unless they decide to meet in late January, but um, to give an update on so they can organize to get an update for the committee in, in February, unless, you know, uh, the new board is picked, the new committee is picked early on. So my work here is done, pass it off, to Commissioner Kelly, and can't wait to see the fruits of, of the fruits of that survey. So sometime next year. Thank you, everybody. Great. Um, did you want to uh, say something, Commissioner? Yeah, just real quick. Uh, actually, um, I really once again thank you, Commissioner Leverde. Uh, you really, really carried the survey through. I know we're still in the final phases of putting it all together, but talk about actually. I mean, like I I did oversee what I think is the best decision in terms of how we do this like when the timeline and obviously i think that even needs more review but really thank you commissioner leverde for literally starting from the beginning and doing it all um the number one thing i just really the other thing i really want to point out is the fact that um, um i would really like to if the uh, if the next board um invite us back uh whether that is doing the review of the survey or even just uh coming back uh, for any questions or answers, uh, that would be helpful as well. Um, I don't want to speak on behalf of Commissioner Laverde, but I'm certainly happy to come. Um, um, yeah, uh, just because this is important, and um, I think we should continue. We should do these surveys. Uh, I think there's talks about doing these surveys more than once every ten years, but also if we were to do it um, every ten years, I think we should do it on the fives and not the tens. But yes, thank you. Thank you. Um, well, two by two is never met. Uh, four by four is um, meeting on the 30th. And the ad hoc committee um, 
do we is that I, I feel like there's some final final thing that we were doing do we have um computers that are going to be available no I guess do we need to do anything with that anymore I I believe there was still one outstanding issue and forgive me I'm I'm blanking on what it is at the no moment problem. Um, but since Commissioners uh, Soloski and Chang, who constitute that committee, are leaving, um, I can uh, discuss that with you. Whether whether you want to reconstitute that with the new when the board new board is seated. Sounds good. Any updates or announcements? All right, hearing none. Discussion of items for possible placement on future agenda. Not seeing. Oh, excuse me, Commissioner Johnson. Yeah, I I was doing some work in my day job, and I, I realized it's something that should be considered for the rent board as well. Um, I remember when I was practicing as a tenants' rights attorney in Oakland, what was a common practice that I had seen would be um, small single-family homes being rented to a lot of queer families and queer folks, um, and tenants would kind of like cycle in and out of the rooms and in and out of the units in ways that sometimes were kind of protected um, under rent control and other times weren't covered under rent control. It really depended on the specifics of the particular situations, but it was a common practice and a common situation. And I think it's something that we may want to look at for our rules and regulations for how we cover in those certain instances and circumstances and think about, is there a need in particularly Berkeley's community? So I'm going to do some community outreach on it. And as well as like, I'd like to start talking with EBCLC to get a sense of like, are they encountering this legal issue in the city of Berkeley as well? Um, but I just, it was just a thought that I, I realized I was in a space to actually make some change on potentially. So I wanted to put the idea out there and um, work maybe with Matt and some of the legal staff to see like what could be done um, to address those particular concerns. Also, it would seem great to workshop that in the Lara committee. I mean, that's kind of the, we've been kind of putting things that used to be in Lara and having it go straight to four by four. But I think it's great when we're working with our staff kind of internally to start there because um, then you can assign staff and then workshop it and then we can propose it at the four by four yeah i think that's probably the process i'll follow but i just wanted to I, it's an idea that i had recently so i wanted to just put it out there and have other people kind of think about it too great great all right folks well i feel like there should be some song now um again thank you all so much for your service these last two years have been such a pleasure um, with this cohort of of board members, um, you know, and, and especially in light of the working through the pandemic, so much change with with the board. Um, we could not have done it without you all, and um, I look forward to having you um, be in public comment. <laughs> Uh, leading us, telling us, being, you know, making sure we're accountable and joining you uh, at council when we need to advocate on behalf of tenants. Uh, Board Secretary? Um, permission to adjourn tonight's meeting in honor and recognition of our four esteemed commissioners who are leaving us. So granted. <laughs> so your very last vote. I'm not going to cry. Thank you. Um, if we're are we ready to adjourn <laughs> um actually i was also going to ask if we could um adjourn which i don't think our four outgoing commissioners would feel diminished by uh -huh. we would also adjourn in support of the striking um graduate students yes amen that's what we're second. out there this morning with the students <laughs> Yay. I saw my t-shirt on yes <laughs>
So Commissioner Kelly, I just, or any commissioner, I just need to move her in a seconder. I'll second that. I'll move that. Okay. Moved and seconded. All right. Uh, Albert. You're making it sound like they're dead, but sure. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Chang. I'm doing this for you, Commissioner Albert. I. Oh, uh, Johnson. Aye. Kelly. Aye. Okay. Laverde. Si. Excelente. Uh, Mendoza. Oh, now I want to join Commissioner Chang. Aye. <laughs> In I'm honor. I'm something. Uh, Solaski. Aye. Uh, Walker. Aye. <laughs> Simon Weisberg. Aye. Hmm. You guys have it. <laughs> Good night, Thank everyone. Bye, everybody. Bye. See you in the office. Yes. Oh, you when's are. a good time to come? Oh, I'll I'll email you. <laughs> okay. Okay. Great. <laughs> Good night. Bye. Thank you. <laughs>